Welcome everybody to another episode of Three Brews In, where we are, as usual, Three Brews In. I am Josh, I'm here with my friends Justin and Travis. Welcome guys. Hey, how are you doing? Doing well. It is uh, kind of a unique podcast. We've started at 10 a.m. on a Saturday, which... (laughs) With, oh yeah, with, with IPAs, which should uh, should prove interesting <laughs> by the end of the night. Yeah, I think the last time we did something similar. Um, yeah, I'm still answering. We were. <laughs> what was that? Uh, Ambibulous and yeah. Travis. Still, there's a chunk of time there that we're not really quite accounted for. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah. So yeah, our our uh, our uh, rules and, as usual is that we we drink three beers before we start our podcast, which we have today. And then we'll drink more as we go along, and we'll talk about everything from pop culture to sports, in particular baseball, and in particular our favorite team, the Milwaukee Brewers. Hey, and let me be the guy that remembers something that's always forgotten, um, the beer. Absolutely. So one of us brings the beer every week. We always limit it to a Wisconsin craft beer. We never repeat them. We try not to repeat them. I don't think we have yet. We have not. We have not. But uh, Travis, you have kind of a unique one that you brought today. Do you want to you want to talk about it? Well, it's from the uh, Moon Ridge Brewery, and if if you're not aware, uh, Cornell, Wisconsin, a um, fairly small town. There's a um, they've got a brew pub there, and they do pizzas and stuff like that. Driven by it a whole bunch of times, and always thought about maybe going there with my wife for for beer and pizza. And it, it, it occurred to me, well, I bet they have some carryout stuff. And sure enough, they've got, a, they've got several brews. I, I don't know if they, like, kind of, uh, they've been open for several years, if they have, like, six or eight that, that they're heard steady with. They were the, they were the 2017 Chippewa County Business of the Year. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really? really cool. I mean, okay. <laughs> Cornell population-wise is a, is a, is a sm- pretty small town. It's kind of right in the, the heart of their main drag there. And it always jumped out at me as a, as a place that, um, you know, I would like to go to, to, to sip some beers from the tap and, and eat pizza. Well, you know, I was driving through and come to find out they have carryout like most of these places do. And I came up with an IPA, and it's called The Raft. Um, in talking very briefly with what I think is the owner, maybe the brewmaster or maybe not, um, they name all of their different beers after something from the area, so something from Chippewa County. I do not know what the raft means, but that's what it is. It comes in at a 6.0, and I think early uh, early opinions are favorable. Yeah, I like it so far. I'm concerned if they're naming every beer after a landmark in Chippewa County mm-hmm. that they're going to run out fairly quick. They might. So they, I, they, they might. I assume they might have a beer called, like, the Boomer Exit. Maybe. I mean, because they're just... <laughs> they could. Or, so, or we're Brandy to, lost in virginity. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I just looked at Brandy, their... Uh, Brandy with an eye. Brandy with an eye. <laughs> the heart The heart is instead of the dot. Yeah. They've got... Uh, three, within six, about a 20-yard radius <laughs> of the water tower. Yes. They've got uh, nine <laughs> current beers listed on their website. Okay. Hay hmm. Meadow, Fisher, Stacker... Wayside, Moon Ridge, Wayside, Shaw's Road, oh, Below hey, the Dam, Wayside, Below the Waters, and Raft. They're just naming random. Yeah. I don't know if those are so much Lamb. landmarks as they are what a are lot of places You're just naming things that you see right now. <laughs> so, so to your point, Josh, I think that kind of they, they got a branch a little bit on that, right? Uh, <laughs> And, uh, anyway. uh, their description of raft and India I mean, listen, pale ale, mild Jim hop, Fall, yeah. that is easy drinking. Jim Falls and 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 our our famous Eagle 
is in Chippewa County. How can't they have old Abe? <laughs> or at least Bald Eagle or Baldy or something. No, they went with Near the Dam. <laughs> you know. Oh, All right. Man. I kind of like well, the simplicity. Maybe it's because I really like the beer and I'm cutting them some slack. Well, and, and look, you know what? They lack in creativity of names. They've made up in beer. I like this a lot. They're, for being a Cornell business, yeah. their um, website's very... Pretty, pretty well done. Yeah. They, well done. And they're, you know, here, here's the reality. You know, a place like that is going, they have an inherent struggle of here's where we're at. What do we do to realistically maintain? Sure. Who are you going to draw? Well, I was interested in it. I lived 35 minutes away and I didn't go. Why? Because they're 35 versus 25 away. And sure. Now I'm going to go back. But yeah. yeah, it's tough and good for them. Um, I hope they, they scratch out a, a living. Yeah, that because it's it's quite a venture. Well, they're doing well. They've been around for. They were 27, a long time. 2017 Chippewa County Business of the Year Award yeah. winners, which they beat wow. out Dale's es- excavating service. They on did that one, now, so. <laughs> and twenty eighteen New Venture Award. Hmm. With that said, they are a pizza place now. Yeah. So many of these places ah. are beer pub only. They throw some pretzels at you, and, and you're good to go. Um, that that could make the difference. Yeah, yeah, they've got some pizzas, and they and and it was really neat inside. And I, Is it? I wasn't in a position a, where I could 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 stay and eat or whatever. But I'm like, this would be a place I would go if I look closer. The exterior of it looks nice. I it's mean, it neat. looks like it, it, it is. They yeah. did a good job, put a lot of money and effort into it. I sure the hell hope it works. Oh, good. They have only one rule hmm. there: drink good beer. Drink good beer. Oh, okay. Do they sell any other beer other than their own, or is it just it's just oh, what no, they're it's, making? No, it's no. Just their I, I saw the tap. They had probably a six uh, six tapper set up behind the bar, That's and then bad for you know, Cornell. Pretty, Again, it's Cornell. Yeah. Like, it's a small nothing, town. Yeah, right. good for them. There we go. All so, right. Okay. Well, so why don't, why don't we get to the talk baseball? We can actually talk baseball. And as Justin, as you pointed out, my itinerary that I sent out, I think on Monday or Tuesday, is suddenly like super dated because the First, quick. the Happen first part quick. of our of the first line of my itinerary is we're still in a goddamn fucking lockout, and as we sit here at eleven a.m. on Saturday, the twelfth of March, we're not in a goddamn lockout anymore. We have baseball again, and the weirdest thing is, after canceling the first two series and more after that, they've backtracked and said, no, we're still going to fit them in, so we're going to have 162 games. Double headers and squeezing oh. in the time between the end of the season and the playoffs. Yeah, because uh, they pushed the final, the end of the season back three days. Yep. Can I just uh, um, share with you the notes that I have from my itinerary? Now, is this from the notes when it was still a lockout or from... Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, <laughs> still in a goddamn fucking lockout. Yeah. My, my notes uh, say not anymore, so... Oh. <laughs> we can move on to the so next topic. To the next oh, topic. Yeah. yeah. That was, a, that, well, was a, that was a deep dive. Yeah. That's what she said. Well, good. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So no, I th- like. I I don't want to talk about the collective or the the luxury tax thresholds that move. Oh, that's that's boring shit. Who cares? But like, what's changed on the field? And the biggest thing that was always going to change is that now we have a DH. We have a DH in, in the, the National in League. The National you, League. Thing. Do you remember God when when a year and a half ago or whatever we started talking and in one in one of the podcasts we talked about the DH. And the point was made, we're going to look back 20 years, 30 years from now, and it's like, are you kidding me? You had an American League that did this, and you had a National League that did that. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what way you went, it's like, right. my God, it would be like the NFL kicking extra points. <laughs> One would kick an extra points from the 30. and the, It's like, 
You, We're going to look back and say, "Are you fucking kidding me? You had pitchers back." Do you, 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 <laughs> you know what? You know what it's like. It's a great, great thing you brought up. It's like if the NFC had no extra points and you had to go for two, yes. and the AFC yep. kicked extra points. It's well, that would, big of a difference. I would argue like it's, that it's bigger. I would argue that it's even bigger mm-hmm. than than something sudden like death that. overtime is, versus. Uh, each team gets an opportunity to get the ball at the right. 35. Right. This was something where it's changed and good for them, but shouldn't this have been taken care of really decades oh, before? I don't want to be... 20, I, 25, 30 I years say this ago, because, this have been because most people that say, I don't want to be that guy, then they go on to be that guy. But this is one of those where it's like, listen, how did this survive to 2022? Right. Really? I, look, and one way or another, if you become the purist, and, and, and even if I think as a group we're, we're all comfortable with the DH, but if the three of us or a couple of us were the, the pitcher bat, as long as it's consistent, you could at least say, I don't like it, but it's the same for both teams. Mm-hmm. And, and boy, oh boy. So I, I'm going to miss the DH in the fact, or I'm going to miss, sorry, the pitcher hitting, just, just in the fact that of, of the, the machinations that the, the manager has, has to make. That's, I, I love that kind of stuff. Like, oh, do I let him hit in a key spot, but he's pitching well. He's only at 80 pitches. I'm going to miss that a lot. However, then they look back at, we've talked about it, how many pitchers the Brewers have lost from injuries from well, I think, I think right. Jimmy Nelson, Nelson would, is, be a, is, would be a pretty 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 great right. He's exhibit A. Right? He, he's, he's the poster child. And you know what? We're going to be able to see some of these stud pitchers pitch into the sixth and seventh innings now because they there is not there's not that you know third time through the order and they're coming up to bat and we need to get them out of the lineup so we can you know try to manufacture a run we're not going to see that as often that that might change councils like strategy you know yep. you know another thing like that is kind of flown under the radar is you know how um they, they would always shuttle People from AAA up and down like constantly mm-hmm. in the year you know there's a limit on that now I there you is can only bring them up what, so many times in a year. Do you know I what think, the limit is? I think it's five. So it's okay. still a lot. It's I, I want to say it's five. You can only you know move them up. I or was going to look five times in a year. That, yeah. Now five? that you say that, I forgot that. Yeah, I was five that seems out. high. Now that I say that, maybe it's less than that. Maybe I'm not sure. You look it up. But what that changes is like you, the council doesn't have as many relievers to to shuffle up and down and and all that. So you may see Woodruff, Burns, and Peralta. Pitching a little longer because they don't, they have to leave a guy in the bullpen like he's there so let's so let's use him yeah. so it's gonna I think it's gonna change the way the Brewers do things a little bit because they were and I I don't watch you know other teams a whole lot but but Milwaukee would move people up and down so often just constantly and they can't yeah. necessarily do that anymore with these. Well, I think I think it's so much of what made Craig Council such a good manager and it doesn't make him any less of a manager but at the end of the Day, I think there's got to be a little bit of a sigh of relief for him and all NL managers. It's like, okay, now this is off the plate as far as right. you know, as far right. as some of that movement stuff. You're going into a series, you're doing your interleague play. How do we handle this? And 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 just you know, your in-game strategy. And I'd I'd, I'd put Craig Council near the top of any list for the last several years of. You know, and, you know, this right. is a brewer with brewer glasses, but across the league, I think Craig was hyper uh, respected for his in-game abilities, and so much of that was because of uh, pitcher sitting. Right. Yeah. And you and you look at some website did a breakdown on yeah. on the stats of pitchers hitting, and they've always been bad, but in the last like couple of years, it's been like 
like so bad, like really bad. When you have, you know, guys that pitch like they can with 102 with movement. And we had, sure, and we had talked previously about your best hitting pitchers. And I would say that if you were a pitcher with a good batting average, you were exceptionally awesome. Why? Because you batted one every five days. And you to, to, to reasonably get into any kind of a groove or any kind of a rhythm, it's almost it, it's even more right. difficult than a pinch hitter. Yeah. It's like, oh, are you kidding me? More. And, and, and here's the deal. If you have a pitcher, regardless of how good they are, their emphasis is pitching only. You're automatically right. throwing them up as almost an automatic out or at the best of sacrifice. Unless you're Shoney Otani. Whatever. They're, they're, that's unicorn, well, unicorn stuff, and right, you, yeah. you can't you can't keep the rule in place because of you know right. because because of him. But um, yeah, you, you know what that brings up to me though, Travis is is this could almost be a Bruce of us is the people who bitch about right. having a DH because well now you won't get moments like Woodruff hitting a home run off of Clayton Kershaw. You're right. In the you playoffs. don't you're right. You're have that, to. but yeah. you're going to get uh, Nelson Cruz hitting one off of Clayton Kershaw. In the you playoffs. know what? And Listen. you won't get Junior Guerra yanking his calf muscle on opening day against the Rockies and being yep. gone See, for I, how I, long? I, I think, like, ruining I think that, pitchers' careers on things that they don't ever train for. Right. Well, and, and you just nailed it right there. For what they don't train, they don't for. train for, it's it. easy for the blank person with a fifty-pound beer gut at a guy. There, goddamn it! It's like, okay, fella, I don't even want to hear it. You're probably a nice person, but you're running at the mouth here. You don't really get it because because you're the same person that when Jimmy Nelson loses his career, goddamn, it's like, okay, you're just. You're saying what and seems like the right thing, but you're not looking deeper to say the big picture of baseball. That's all do it the same one way or another, mm-hmm. but it's like reality check. What, Is it not really better for everything to have a DH? What if there was a rule in the NFL where if there's an interception, the person that makes the interception has to play quarterback for the next drive? It's just, there right. are some it's things. It's, don't, like, why throw it, up? It, I think it's maybe... Be, and you know whether it's twenty, forty, that was a stupid 50. analogy, but yeah, no, 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 no. I don't think it's I was that dumb. A kicker but see, see, see. Yeah. My next point was this: I don't, I don't think what you said was really that far fetched, because it became okay because we were used to it. It was, yeah. we're doing it this way because we've always done it this way. But when you really look back, and it's going to take years, it's going to take decades to recognize just how fucking ridiculous it was for a multi-billion dollar industry with a 150-year-plus history to do it that way. It's like, are you serious? No, it was much, much needed. Yep. Can I go just go down a list of things that were changed without talking about like all the minutia money things? Yeah, that, that, let's cover just because I think we have, we have some future podcast was, discussions, but cover some of the ninety nine day lockout. So why not? Yeah, so, should cover right. Expanded postseason. Postseason expands from ten to twelve teams. Yep. Um, there is uh, no longer a game one sixty three to determine who uh, the final playoff spot is. Uh, all playoff spots will be determined through an NFL type tiebreaker formula. Like it. Like it. Uh, there is no reseeding for the uh, for the league division series. The one seed plays the winner of the four versus five wild card series. Right. Two seed plays three versus six. Um, no money stuff. That optional limits thing is at five. Um, yep. Call up or call down. All 18 non playoff clubs will enter a draft lottery for the top six picks. Mm-hmm. Um, to get kind of into that, the top 
three or the worst three teams get the highest same percentage of highest um, odds of getting that first pick, okay. um, and then it progresses down. The uh, first six picks are draft or lottery, and then it goes by um, winning percentage. Um, starting in 2023, there will be um, rules that will be enacted based on what the next 45 days uh, a committee gets together oh, for rule changes, for rule changes mm-hmm. which it could include in a topic that we'll talk about later, the shift. Yep. Um, that could get changed. Um, in 2023, the schedule changes where every team will play um, all other MLB teams for at least one series. It's, really? They're mm. limiting. They're going to reduce that. the number of um, in uh, in division and, and, and series. Doesn't, and doesn't the DH nine DH really kind of impact that? Yep. Yes. So now okay. the the Milwaukee Brewers will play every National League team. Will play every American League team at least for one Which series. One series. Um, I like that because I get sick of seeing the Cubs and for fifteen and, and, fucking series a year. Yeah, I get well, sick. Do of you remember them. when interleague? Play was like you know taking down the wall in Berlin. It's like yeah. oh my god, and it's right. like, oh yeah, it's kind of cool. But oh, if you're home, you have the DH. Everything kind of revolved around this this DH non DH thing, and making it all DH now, I think opens up some of that stuff. And right. you know, and from a financial standpoint, I, I'm not the bean counter that that can tell you why it's better. But it's better financially for everyone. It, it's better for the players because because guys who don't have a position can play longer. They have more teams that they can go and sign with. Yeah, because Nelson Cruz will not play in the field. He'll never for play any in team, the field. Either. But now he's got sixteen more teams that he can go sign for. Yep. Uh, Brewers hopefully being one of them. Double headers are all nine inning double headers. Yes. Extra innings will not start with a, a runner at second base. I kind of liked that one. So I like I like that too. Yep. Uh oh shit! There was one more that I just oh uh, advertisements. There's gonna be patches um, on the jerseys on that the jerseys for advertisement. And they're, they're, you know, and and that brings up the the, the, you the know, get only... off get get off the lawn moment. Yeah. So I'm not gonna be the screw it. We're not gonna do it because it's coming. It's reality. It's we both it's looked at Travis. I mean the whole mm-hmm. the whole thing. It's like okay, you walk into a stadium. The whole thing is an advertisement. The purist in me says let's have something of a clean jersey. But then, okay, well, you're okay, Travis, with like an Air Jordan logo or a whatever, but you don't like. It's like God. Is is there a middle ground where most people think it's it's not overdone? It's, well, he, or, or or ten years from now, do we do we wish we had? He, I don't know whether he, it's Harley Davidson in Milwaukee or whatever. So here, it might here's be. what I yeah the middle ground that I see. So Justin, yeah. I'm looking at your your um your. German soccer kit that you're wearing right now. Yeah, yeah, the, no. the logo for the company is foremost in the middle of the chest, and the badge for the team is is on the. So that's how all there. soccer jerseys are. They are, but but what the NBA does is they flip that. The yep. the advertisement oh, is on do. is in the badge area, and the logo is in the middle. I like that better than that's what a, I like soccer. Listen, My understanding with this is it's going to be like a shoulder patch or something like patch. that. So and, it's going and, to be small. And and well, that's good. And I think it does fall. No that. I no. think it does fall into the category of it's what you have to live with if you like the sport and whatnot that's not be too terribly offended by that i mean i've got a you know a basement full of jerseys and i have like zero you know anything outside of um you know the league itself but 
things do evolve and mm-hmm. we're able to basically watch this for free i know people talk about you know oh you're paying for your whatever service dish cable okay mm-hmm. i get it but we can watch 162 games for free plus playoffs if we want to yep. and if that means a better product i i guess i can I, I can deal with it with a patch but jesus you know I'm, lo- I'm looking at the soccer jersey here and this is how it they do it it's it, it takes away from it, but it does. I, I agree. I wish that the, all the soccer jerseys I have didn't have the logo for the company right smack in the Doesn't middle. Doesn't it smack of life. A, if you, So I, I was you know, when I was buying all my jerseys and stuff. You, know, you see SGA Stadium Giveaway. It's like okay, well most of them are dog shit, but it was just this striking where the, the back in a hundred years ago, Shopko and Green Bay. They had these uh, terrible towel or the Pittsburghy equivalent of terrible mm-hmm. towels, and the uh, Shopko was just and oh by the way it was just like the color. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Uh, damn it, I get it, and it's like, but yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and, but I'm not <laughs> stupid. I'm not stupid enough to think that I might be like in Shields or something, and I'll turn down buying a jersey because there's a patch on the shoulder from American Family Insurance. It's it's, um, and, it's and, going to change. And several years from now, you won't blink at it, but there will be that initial period where it's like, right. I don't like it. Right. I don't like it. No, I, I, I wish that they Things could keep that off of Things that, but change. I'm not a, enough of a dinosaur to say, that's just wrong. Right. And because, because, because every then, other because sport. Because then you become that guy, and you, you know, right. your, 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 your argument kind of. Yeah, every other sport has. The louder some, you say you know, it, maybe, right. the, you know, maybe the less you're respected. Yep, exactly. Um, all right. Anything else that we want to cover with the lockout? We have baseball back. That's it. <laughs> I mean, season starting later. All 162 games are being played. All, yep. All expanded uh, postseason this year. Yeah, I think statements never out. It would be a great. Thing We're a little write. early for that right now. Damn yeah, it! I, I, I just we, I was so. Why, why don't we do Why don't we do something different? Why don't we do the okay. uh, greatest Bruce wartime quotes. quotes of all time? Love it. Love it. Yeah. So, are we really early for that? It's so, like, what, our 30 no. episodes? I was <laughs> yeah. off every time. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, this, of course, uh, obviously, there's a war going on. I refuse to be that podcast that spends 10 minutes talking about how we wish everything, everyone in Ukraine the best, but there's a war going on, which, of course, well, everyone heard I, about. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 I, and I need to interject here because I, I have a, a slight connection oh. to it. My, oh, you're right. Yeah, my, 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 my daughter. Really no, no, that, no. You didn't say anything insensitive at all. That's no. I just uh, my daughter um, was adopted from Ukraine. She's now 24, and I was in Ukraine for 18 days. And I know like one half of maybe one tenth of one percent, uh, you know, about the situation. And this was one of these things. Well, you know, we're gonna someday go back and. Another story for another day, and definitely not a sports podcast. But yeah, for for Ukraine, um, you know they're they're good people, and oh by the way, they're divided. Not it's not a hundred percent either way. Uh, really? The way. Oh no, that, that's another weird. story. Shocking! I'll, I'll, I'll t- Shocking! I'll, I'll tell you my Olga story. Let's leave that for the next podcast. But <laughs> of but but, you have an Olga but but so story. so we'll um so yeah, yeah so I'm, I'm done with Ukraine, but moving on so. I'm a history nerd, okay, and you know I think as you grow older, I I would like to think that you you grow a little bit wiser. I you know whatever your starting scale is, I I think I've gotten wiser. And some of my quotes, and I say quotes because I'm not sure we're gonna do it again, are maybe not your not your 
what you might think. So oh, I'll, I'll right. just lay the groundwork. So yeah, turn so, it back to you, Josh. Yeah. These are these are what all time uh, quotes from, from leaders, just that, wartime wartime quotes. And yeah. we got this idea from the immoral quote from those Ukrainian soldiers on I think Snake Island is Snake what it's called. What was when, it? Go when, fuck yourself. The, when the Russian warship yeah. ordered them to surrender, and I believe their quote was Russian warship. Go, go fuck, fuck yourself. Yeah, and that's been verified by every source I could. I, I could check and yeah. The only thing that is differing is that they weren't all then slaughtered they by were the not Russian. Killed. As a they were fact, they're taken alive. They're, they're POWs. So yeah. yeah. So yeah. So we thought, what what a great time to find some fun yeah. work was because that right there yeah. is at almost the top of oh, the. Oh fuck yourself! And why is that at the top? It's because it happened in 2022 and not sure. 1940. And it's like I get it. It's it's it's, it's great in any decade. Yep. But it happened but, in real time. Yeah, yeah. I'm streaming. I mean, literally, he did it while he was streaming. Here's this. It looked like a frigate, a, Rus- a Russian frigate, if not a destroyer, comes by. And it's like, this. people were watching this happen Yeah, until yeah. he had to take cover. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, and then that spurred other kind of similar moments of, like, refueling ships in the middle of seas and the ocean. And, uh, you know, what, them being identified as Russian ships and other ships from other countries saying, eh, go fuck yourself, we're not helping. Yeah. Yeah. So fantastic. <clears throat> so I, do you want to go around? Does every – I've got I've got several, and I can do – I have two. We I got yeah. a couple. So if you want to start, Travis, go ahead. Yeah, I'll, I'll start and we'll go. So I'll, I'll just start with a couple, and I think maybe a five total. So these one is Albert Einstein, who never fought, but this is interesting. Only the dead have seen the end of war. Mm-hmm. And how prophetic was that for the PTSD type of thing? Um, I don't know if right. that's what he meant, but... My guess is that he meant that war is ongoing and will always be a part of human society. But when you put it in the PTSD yeah. perspective, then but yeah. but but I'm, PTSD didn't exist mm. at that time. But doesn't right. isn't that poignant mm-hmm. for sure? And the other one is from Plato. Hmm. Um, the true soldier fights not because he hates what is in front of him, but because he loves what is behind him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, couldn't you put that up in a barracks? Yeah. Maybe it 100%. is. Hundred percent. Right. Might be. Yeah. Uh, good. That was. Yeah. Good. And uh, as it turns out, I've got four total. So I'll. Okay. When we get around to me, I got a couple more. Perfect. So mine comes from uh, General James Mattis of the U.S. Yep. Marine Corps. Uh, apparently, is well regarded for his intelligence and empathy. Is a yes, forward, maybe forward thing kind of guy. But he did say this quote, and I believe he was talking uh, in Iraq or Afghanistan. I'm not sure which. I apologize. His quote was thus: "I come in peace. I didn't bring artillery, but I am pleading to you with tears in my eyes. If you fuck with me, I'll kill you all." <laughs> That's fucking awesome. That good for is him. Awesome, and yeah. I've never heard that. Yeah. That's. So good. That is, I really. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. Oh, it was, uh, he met with the recently defeated military leaders of Iraq. That's when he made that quote. Good for him. Justin. I've got uh, one from George Patton. Uh, the object of war is not to die for your country, but to make the other bastard die for his. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I've got one more too. Uh, Ernest Hemingway, never think that war, no matter how necessary, no how, nor how justified, is not a crime. Yeah, and I, and I, I saw that too, and I found that I found that interesting. 
So I've got um, a couple, uh, both from uh, William Tecumseh Sherman, who I think oh. is my favorite Civil War. Is this about the, the Battle of Atlanta? No. Oh, damn it. Uh, That's a good one. But go ahead. Yeah, so um, William Tecumseh Sherman has maybe more <laughs> Civil War quotes than anyone. So I, I picked a couple and know it wasn't an in-depth study. But this one goes to you know kind of a feeling I have about this industry. But, quote, 1864, by the way. I hate newspaper men. <laughs> they come into camp and pick up their camp rumors and print them as facts. I regard them as spies, which in truth they are. <laughs> are we in 2022 with that quote? Because it and fake then, news. And now um, another one from um, William Tecumseh Sherman. Yes. I am tired and sick of war. Its glory is all moonshine. It is only those who have neither fired a shot nor heard the shrieks and groans of the wounded who cry aloud for blood, for vengeance, mm. for desolation, war is hell. Love it. Um, yeah. And this is, this is something that it's a theme. Um, Robert E. Lee has quotes out there that I don't have that are like basically what he's saying without using the words is you don't know how bad this is. You don't know how awful this is. Mm. And um, this was a guy, William Tecumseh Sherman, who has been identified well, almost the South exclusively as a war criminal. Mm -hmm. And he's got many quotes going along the, the the more brutal, paraphrasing, the more brutal, the more awful of the war, the shorter it is. Yes, right. We don't like it. Right. And it's, the, the guy was an incredibly thoughtful guy. And oh, and oh, by the way, he was in a sanitarium for a while, mental health issues, all depression, of these things. And there was depression. this thing with, and of course, Grant was an alcoholic. And there is a very famous quote, and I don't have the words right, but basically, I, I supported Grant when he was a drunk, yes. and Grant supported me when I was a, a he, they didn't use mental health, when I was nuts or something, yep. something like that. And it was like, these people were actually more thoughtful than you thought. Right. Because not only, I mean, getting past the, the people that they killed on the other side, they had hundreds if not thousands that they witnessed dead. It's like none of these people on the ground liked it or enjoyed it, or right. or mm -hmm. or, but many viewed it as necessary to their cause on both sides. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was that was, that was good. Yeah, they the, I, they all hated the idea of what they were doing, they but did. The, but they also recognized, I think, like no, we have to go and win this because. If we don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah. those are those are mine. Okay, awesome. I, I, th I I just make one request. Mm -hmm. We do it one more time. I'm fine with that. Mm -hmm. I, I guarantee yeah. by the time we do this again, uh, World War Three starts. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah, Jesus God. So all right, so mine next one, my final one will be from Colonel Eduardo Higaldo. Mm -hmm. He's a Bolivian, and he fought in the War of the Pacific between. Chile, Bolivia, and Peru. And I apologize for not having a date on this. Let me see if I can find it quick. But it wasn't, it wasn't recent. It was an old one. Uh, so he was, he was surrounded, out of ammo, and nearly dead. Uh, it was a standoff with the Chileans at the Battle of Topater. Whatever. Um, he was told to surrender. And his quote was, Surrender? Your grandmother should surrender, you bastard. No yeah. way. Yes. What year was that? Does it show? <sighs> That's uh, awesome. Sorry, it doesn't it doesn't show it here, but there's no photos of the guy. So he's he's old. It's it's an old one. He essentially said, 
Your mom. Your mom. <laughs> your mom. <laughs> your mom. <laughs> your mom goes to college. Yeah, and apparently uh, he obviously spoke Spanish, but that means exactly what it sounds like. It wasn't <laughs> too madre. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Good for him. You got one, Justin? I did, too. Oh, you did, too. All right. Yeah. So I think we're, we're done with that. Good. Travis is uh, off taking a leak. Do you want to talk really quick about Aaron Rodgers' cleanse? <laughs> my God. <laughs> Oh my God, I. Oh. So he, he he went on this cleanse, and I and I thought maybe this was like a, like just a retreat, or you go off on your own and no hit, no 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 no. I, no let me pull. Nothing with uh, Aaron Rodgers can be that simple. It's a a pancha karma. I I think maybe I'm saying that. I think you might be right. Correctly, yeah. uh, a cleanse, and so. I didn't know what this was, and I really, really um, regret looking it up because uh, it is disgusting. Uh-huh. So it originated in India. It's been going on for thousands of years, uh, and apparently it's something that he does uh, every off season. It just was a bigger deal now because you know he because the spotlight is on him and he needs to focus everything on him. So what uh, what do you or what is this cleanse? You may ask. It's a principle of Ayurveda medicine that's done for cleansing, balancing, healing, and rejuvenation. So it's supposed to allegedly eliminate toxins from your body, strengthen your immune system, relax your mind and body through upper and lower. Purging. Oh, no. So the uh, there's a whole bunch of things, but eventually, essentially, there are four cleansing procedures uh, or five cleansing procedures that are involved. One, there's therapeutic vomiting or induced vomiting. And then there is uh, uh, purgation or purgation therapy or forced diarrhea to purge the bowels and cleanse blood toxins, the sweat glands, kidneys, stomach, small intestines, colon, liver, and spleen. Then medications are given by enema to cleanse toxins through the colon. Uh, There is then an elimination of toxins through the nose. This is done by nasal administration of medications, uh, which can include various oils, dry powders, herbs, fresh juices, ghee, and medication, uh, uh, some medicated oh, shit right. and some uh, milk, uh, whatever. Yeah. And then the last step is detoxification of the blood. And my understanding of this is that it's leeches. Like leeches are stuck to his body to suck his blood. Yeah, that was that was 200 <sighs> plus years ago minimum that they did that. Okay, great. It's been going on for thousands of years, and we wouldn't have known this had Aaron Rodgers been not the drama queen that he is. And he chose to mention this, I assume, on the Pat McAfee show. He did. Yeah. Yeah, Pat McAfee and him have been bestest buds forever. Um, the, you know, I, I struggle with that because I really, really like Pat, Pat McAfee awesome. pre-Aaron Rod, but it's like it's become almost the, like they're – uh, attached at the his podcast the, is yeah. really good. Sure, I love and the, the guy. problem. And the problem is, whenever Aaron Rodgers has something to say, it goes to him first. It's his. What? It's his window, right? It's Aaron uh, Rodgers' like little window to get his information. And Pat McAfee out and, is and was successful, and will be successful without Aaron Rodgers. Yep. 
But Jesus, let's make no mistake. He's, he's hooked his wagon to Aaron, and I get it from a financial standpoint. You remember uh, when yeah. they, there's going to be the, this was two weeks ago only, it's recent, there was going to be the announcement, Aaron, and then two days before or 24 hours before. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to be announcing anything on the McAfee show. You know, and so that you know, oh. he, it turns the needle. Pat McAfee is hilarious. I well, love him. And then he didn't, but yeah. then Pat McAfee got the official source, or or yeah. what Pat McAfee said is his source yeah. says. Uh, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers fed him everything. Like Ten people in his whole world, yeah. and that that in and of itself, I don't really fault so much. But it's no. Devontae Adams. It's Pat McAfee. Yeah. It is uh, uh, Greg Jennings. Oh no! No. There. <laughs> no, no, no! It's not no, Greg Jennings. It's not him or Jermichael Finley, for that matter. I, I, I think he's cool Wait. with AJ Hawk too. But I mean, it's not his family and, and Martellus Bennett. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can, my... I, can I just mention on on you? You put a rods cleanse. <laughs> I can't stand. The word A Rod. A Rod is out. Yeah. Just, that's that's how he put it out. And there's a there's a hundred percent and there's a local dope who calls it A Raj, which is just is, oh, is stupid as it as it sounds. But let can, me just I, can I just take ten seconds? Aaron Rodgers will forever in my mind, I don't know if there's anything he can do to change it, be maybe one of the best athletes I've ever seen in my life, but one of the people that I will always despise in sports. So here's what I thought of when I heard I don't know what he could do to change it other than coming forward and saying, I was a complete douche for 15 years. Yeah. Well, I've said it before on, on this podcast, is if Aaron Rodgers had been drafted by the 49ers in that first pick, Okay, and he did all what he's done with the Packers, with the 49ers. People from Wisconsin would look at him as the Antichrist. You nailed it. And oh, by the way, Try if he climb. was playing in San yeah. Francisco, in the climate that things have happened, evolved just nationally, mm-hmm. and he's in the Bay Area at the time, oh my goodness, you, you're spot on. Hmm. Right. He, he is the antithesis of what like wisconsin sports should be about aaron Rodgers against ray nitschke like think of the like mm-hmm. yeah when, when he was drafted our hero was brett Favre, and he and he should be and the heroes and you know in 2007 or six whatever yeah maybe five was the draft year um, um i remember watching that draft i was at buffalo wild wings with some People that we, yeah, me too. Uh, respectively, that was a beer, by the way, yeah. uh, request for the, the, the folks. So, yeah, we're, we're doing we're as we say. Um, <laughs> with some people we know, and I remember Aaron Rodgers, and I thought I followed college football kind of closely. And number one, I didn't know much about Alex Smith, and I didn't know much about Aaron Rodgers other than I'd heard both of their names, and they were both going to go within, like, the top 15 or something. Well, we know that. 15 became 26 or something or 28 and yep. and who would have ever known that that at that time Mike McCarthy the offensive coordinator of the San Francisco 49ers I mean when you think about the dynamics of that uh-huh, right. it's like I get it to some degree I, I will give Aaron some credit to that degree it's like listen you son of a bitch you had a chance to push for me yeah x amount of years ago but yeah Aaron Aaron's a Aaron's a human being that to call him like a monster or a bad human being is in some ways a stretch but he he as a person is I think something that rubs so many sports fans the wrong way and I'm I'm one of them you know what made me super happy about this whole thing 
and and we mentioned it in a text message. I don't remember what text message string it was, but um, Aaron Rodgers makes this announcement, or or it gets announced that he's returning to the Packers instead of retiring or asking for a trade or whatever. Within the same news cycle, um, Russell Wilson Russell gets Wilson. traded. It was <laughs> and within takes, hours, and it was. Done. Nobody cares about Aaron Rodgers anymore. It's Russell Wilson well, getting traded. Right. Well, that that's just take uh, one. Maybe so. That, that was yeah. our, that was our text stream, and I and, and I said, you know that Aaron is fucking pissed. Yep, because, because that's his how news it, yeah. cycle well, got trumped by Russell Wilson. Yep, you and know then, that's the case. Absolutely. And let's take one one step back. And this is a this is a a Bill Michaels who I respect immensely. He says, just think about Roethlisberger, Brady. And Aaron Rodgers sharing a stage at Canton. He's oh. coming back somewhere somehow. I'm like, oh, that makes so much uh-huh. sense. Hundred percent. Not There's Daniel Roethlisberger's no. the redheaded oh. stepchild. Yep. Roethlisberger's the redheaded stepchild in that group, but he's also a Hall of Famer, and yep. he, he is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yep. And it's like that, as Bill Michael said, and this was one guy's opinion. That's so true. I was never like, thought about that. Was like the he, narcissist that he that is. Aaron Rodgers cannot share the stage with those two and he would stay on one year just to have his day at Canton alone. I'm like, mm-hmm. that makes sense actually. Where I mean, listen, Aaron Rodgers is not the only athlete that would kind of have that, but Aaron Rodgers' entire life, his entire persona is me, 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 a narcissist off the charts. Most calculated. narcissists don't think they're narcissist, which is right. Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's yeah. It, it makes so much sense. I never it? thought about that. That's uh-huh. great. Now, yeah. with that said, I think it's highly likely that Aaron comes back without that. But right. it's like if that was a, if that was a deciding factor, I I think I think he would that would be enough because Aaron's ultimate Canton whatever. I mean, this is you know. You know, he you hear so much stuff about he's getting into country music with Nashville, he's gonna do this. Aaron will be successful and do stuff until he's six years. We're not done hearing Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I mean you everybody hardly anybody goes away completely. Just mm-hmm. think about your superstars. Not many do. Barry Sanders, I can name as like oh okay, he did, but he most people away. don't. They do something because they're young yep. when they retire and That's- they're Achieve That's a it. good question, though. Like, yeah. Is, yeah. would would Aaron Rodgers go and do something like broadcast? Because I talked think about, that's and the this only was another way. thing. No, Aaron would have to be a decision maker. Yep. He would have to be the smartest guy in the room with drafting, with managing, and whatnot. So, and you know what? He that? might be. He could be that guy, and it's not going to be the Packers. Could he be a fifty-one percent owner of? The 49ers, or I have no, I'm talking out my ass here, but yeah. what would it be? Like could, a John could he Allen roll in? Could path. he roll into the Texans, a dog shit team, and uh, or with management, a Panther team? It doesn't really even matter so much where it is, but Aaron has to be the guy to be the name. Yeah, where you see any, and he has the Michael money, Jordan. Michael and, Jordan, and yep. he has the money from an ownership standpoint yeah. to be a, you know. Almost nobody can be a single buyer of a team because you're a multi-billionaire. No, right. Aaron is a multi-hundred millionaire, yeah. which is great, but it does not buy you a team. Mm-hmm. So what do you do where you are to satisfy your young? Think about his age. Sure. It's young by those standards, yep. but old for a player. Yep. It's like Aaron's not going away. Or does he, does he think that? 
Jeez, Jeopardy doesn't cut it. These people that talked about Aaron Rodgers and Jeopardy, it's like, no, no, that's not enough for him. He needs to be, he, he needs to be, because he got this short time attention, but it's not a five year I'm on. No. Can you I just had a thought? He buys 51% of the share of the Milwaukee Brewers. Not going to happen. Takes takes Mark Antanasio out of it. <laughs> are are you he, just trying to create a nightmare sim- scenario? Because yeah. that won't happen. No, yeah, that is a nightmare as scenario. As much as I think he gives the Packers the best chance to get those championships, I want to be rid of him as a human being. I think Aaron I know Rogers, he's not going away. I want to be rid of him as yeah. our bad yeah, scab. I, I think him as some sort of executive or or like team executive would be a disaster. It'd be a well, yeah, and, and but but good, but good for him for thinking that way because those forward thoughts yeah. are what produces. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, the Wizards didn't do real well under no. under Michael Jordan. Nor did the Hornets, and that's who the Hornets. Not, yeah. Right. Well, and Derek Jeter just stepped away from the Marlins. Yep. He's gone there, too. All right. Okay, I think, Travis, we we're up to uh, the time where we want to do some statements never uttered. I knew it. Do you want to introduce it? So these are things that have never, ever been said, or if they were ever uttered, were under the most dire circumstances. Um, if I could be third, that would be great. Um, sure. Each person does three statements never uttered. Do you just have two, or do you have three, Justin? I got three. Okay. okay. I'll, so, I'll start it yeah. out then. My first one's a ground swan. It's almost a statement that will never be uttered. Okay. Uh, and the 2022 Nobel Peace Prize goes to Vladimir Putin. Good, good. Easy. Nice work. Yep. We, we have a no politics rule, but some stuff is just gold. That's gold not politics. That's not politics. Yeah. It's it's social. Thank it's you. uh It's a... Uh, uh, it's a human rights. Yeah. yeah it, it's, a, it's a human rights. It's Everybody pop culture. It's pop culture. It, 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 I think I've said before how it's so much fun, uh-huh. how you can always bash on Nazis, mm-hmm. like, no matter what. Now you can always bash on Putin, and no one's going to blink an eye. Fair, like, oh, it's God, great. Yeah. Fair, so, fair, fair point. Yeah. Go ahead, Justin. Mine's sort of a ground swat, too. Okay. Gas prices aren't that high. <laughs> Somebody from Southern Arkansas would like to solve the puzzle, Pat. <laughs> Not just Arkansas, Southern Arkansas. Southern Arkansas. <laughs> you, thank you. Yeah. That was a little tweak. Thank you. All right. Statement never uttered. Nice clown shoes. Want to see my tits? <laughs> Oh, do you know? Oh, that's fantastic. Need to stop it here. Do you know what I listened to yesterday on a biographic YouTube video? No. That's right, the John Wayne Gacy story. (laughs) Holy shit. Yes. (laughs) Perfect. Nice. Uh, Justin. uh, Said by the owner of a Tesla... I own a gun and believe in small bi- or small government. Let's go get a beer. Can I follow up on that? Just yep. because this was going to be number this was going to be number three, but it's going to be number two because of that. Never heard within a Prius. I said, "Listen, bitch, make me a pie." <laughs> Within a Prius. <laughs> oh God! Oh. oh, all right. My last one. Statement never uttered. Oh, mom's home. I can finally jerk off now. Jesus! Oh. Oh, Maybe oh. you should have had Southern Arkansas in there. Oh man! All right, my last one. 
Oh, I could just listen to the sweet sound of Kamala's voice all day long. (laughs) A couple, two months into a promising relationship. Can I meet your mom? I just want to know if this is going to be temporary. (laughs) Yes! Oh, that's fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a little proud of that one. (laughs) Oh, you knocked it out of the park today. All on my own, man. All on your own. (laughs) I think we need to take a break. Yeah, we can do that. I need to settle myself We'll be right back. Okay, we're back again. Oh, I, break, I just everyone. have to bring something up. Sure. How ironic is it that I brought up a Tesla and you brought up a Prius in the same uh, in The, same the thing? only difference was just like uh, uh, <laughs> an order of which one I went with. I'm kind of <laughs> glad I went with the last one because I'd be lying if I said I wasn't proud of the, the mom-daughter thing. It was really good. <laughs> that was really good. You know, the the only... Uh, it it bring takes it up, a get little bit to, It takes just a couple seconds to get a grip, but then afterwards, like... Oh, okay. it's a it's a slow like your Prius one that was an immediate. It's a firecracker. Yeah. Your other one, you heard the explosion. It was shooting up in there. You could hear the, and then it blew. Thank and it you. Just was miraculous. It was just this beautiful, beautiful, um, sight. Yeah. All right. So we want to cover as our next topic. We want to talk about Joan Howard, right? I'll tell you what that that prick could be an episode himself. <laughs> Uh, Justin, do you want to preface like what happened that we are Jawan talking about? Howard. Howard. Uh, it, if you don't know, he is the uh, head basketball coach of the men's uh, Michigan State or Michigan Wolverines. Not, uh, not, not, not the D three Platteville. Not the D three Platteville. It's a pretty big it's, program with some national championships. Michigan. He yeah. is the head coach of Michigan. It's real. So uh, Michigan played Wisconsin a couple of weeks ago, and. Um, uh, it was at, well. It was the sixth to last game of the Big Ten season. Yep. Um, Juwan Howard uh, or, or Wisconsin beats uh, Michigan uh, in Michigan. Uh, no, no, no. It was in Madison. It was in okay. Milwaukee. It was in Madison. Um, during the course of this um, um, game, there was. Um, well, if I remember correctly, well, Wisconsin, Wisconsin was, was up was by double digits. Home, yeah, it was it at least close. double digits. There was like 40 seconds left in the game or whatever. Um, uh, Wisconsin had their second and third tier players out on the court, and Michigan was still pressing. So Wisconsin and Greg Gard called timeout because uh, they were in danger of losing possession because of an inbound thing. Uh, Michigan was pressing. These are young players that really have no game time experience. Mm -hmm. They called a timeout to organize things, reset the clock, and be able to get the ball inbounded. Apparently, Juwan Howard took uh, offense to this. Even though he was pressing. Even you. though he was pressing in a game that was out of hand less than a minute left. And has a history of doing the same thing on the uh, reverse side. Yeah. Yes. So uh, in the little handshake line at the end, Juwan Howard uh, lowers his mask, says something to Greg Gard uh, in, about the uh, calling a timeout, to which Greg Gard then grabbed Juwan Howard to stop him from continuous, continuing to move. And, and the important because thing, Howard, I don't want to interrupt you, but this is an important part. 
grabbed him was kind of the what you would do as, hey, listen, I want to right. talk to you. It was not offensive. It was like someone didn't, no, didn't wait, ball whoa, whoa. up his T-shirt and hold him Didn't there. grab him by the neck, didn't whatever. No. It's just like. Hold on. Let's talk about this because, Juwan yeah, Howard, you were going to be a little bitch and continue to walk after you gave your two cents the, the, the guy from the south side of Chicago can't. Handle uh, the yeah huh? okay go ahead so uh, they they get you know into a little bit of a conversation uh, conversation a heated conversation in which assistant coaches and players then start to get in the middle of and uh, at that point uh, Greg Gard had been pulled away continuing to yell but then Jawan Howard goes off and throws a haymaker at one of the assistant coaches <laughs> and by haymaker I I just say that to make Jawan Howard look a little bit better yeah. it was an open hand slap that. Um, you know, you would see in some Shawtown trailer park in like a massive uh, fight of degenerates. Yeah. Uh, he ends up getting suspended for the rest of the regular season. Um, but yeah, that's the, that's the gist of the incident. So he could take the game as still in doubt by pressing and right. trying to do that. But however, if, or, yes. or, or not even so much game and doubt, but coaching your players for future events that yeah. in the coaching fraternity has kind of been acknowledged as okay because, listen, my team might have to face this on either side, either as the winning team or the team that's behind. There's a difference between, I think, what most, most coaches uh, can look at as teaching in a, in a game that's completely out, it's not wins or losses anymore, but what what if my team faces this in the future as a I'm up by 40 and some asshole is, you know, you know, take it to football, they're, they're going for two points or just a clear rub your nose in it. Mm-hmm. And by all accounts, everything I've heard is 100%. What guard did was didn't even come close to breaching either any rule or more importantly, a, a kind of the coach's, yeah, no. There was no unwritten rule that was there, broken. There was no unwritten there rule broken. Nothing. As a matter of fact, it was much more of, yeah, he kind of did what you want a coach to do. And so, and, and <coughs> Jawan jo- jo- lost his mind. And, he, yeah. and so here's kind of my point with it. Coach, are you, are you okay with that? Ah, uh, damn COVID. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. So. Dang Jin. Good, good. I'm good. Um, so. The behavior itself is for everybody to view, as are Jawan's comments afterward, and then his afterward afterward comments. Of course, <laughs> the immediate afterward is before anybody from the Michigan Athletic Department or potential big boostered to say, hey, you know, let's take some time and think about this. Jawan defends his actions to the point where he felt, you know, the other coach was aggressive and... You know, I'm from the south side of Chicago and stuff oh like that. And that's how we deal with stuff. And it was just, it was a really bad luck note. I don't have the, like, exact words that he, he used. He never apologized. He, didn't he, have, ne- he, never, he, he <laughs> never said, oh, my actions of taking a swing at another coach I took a were, swing at, were inappropriate. <laughs> no. And, 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 oh, by the way, here's one of these deals. Let's just say that Greg Gard did, like, the most horrible thing you could do, like, on a floor from a coaching standpoint, you know, short of like Greg Gard kicking someone in the nuts or punching them, let's just say, what's the most offensive thing a coach could do to order another player to do, right? We're, 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 not, we're not talking about 
that. We're talking about the okay, what's what he did in in in, in a game time decision. We we don't have that, and he never never gave any kind of explanation for throwing the punch because most people could say that just say Greg Gard did a heinous act, throwing a punch right. is still not By the way coach. to deal with it. Right. It's just it's not the way. By it's that. not the way to. It's not the way to coach. And I thought, and then of course everything gets sanitized, everything gets cleaned up. All of a sudden, Juwan becomes becomes a little less uh, of the. Uh, this is how I grew up. To this isn't what did Michigan actually, expects of me. And yeah, did he actually use the? I'm from the south side of Chicago. Yeah, south, yeah, he, he actually, yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, yeah, he did. So that that was the initial oh true. That was the initial true Jawan, and then and then the sanitized version after probably Fucking twenty people getting bitch. involved in crisis management. Not, they they did their job of okay, how do we save this? How do we save the program? And oh by the way, he's a Michigan hero. How can he possibly keep his job? Well, I would make the point, and others made the point that are on a pretty high level not your local people but your national people mm-hmm. that would say listen um you're a leader of boys slash men they're by age yep. men but they're still young people they're in college oh by the way most of them aren't legally um even able to drink why because their minds are still developing and they can be influenced by things and you've got a leader out there that takes a swing at another coach this is probably <laughs> Probably grounds for termination. It doesn't mean you're banned forever, but it means that you may might need to take a step back and do the lower end D one mm-hmm. school after maybe a year suspension. We're not taking your your meal ticket away forever, Jawan. But you can't sure fuck Coach Michigan. I think would be anybody's top twenty jobs in the country, if not fifteen. For sure. I mean, oh, for sure, God, you know, yeah. yeah. Uh, you can't do that. So yeah. And Justin, you just said like the thug kind of thing. Like that's not accurate though. When you're Joan Howard and you you came from the south side of Chicago, he's older than I am. Right. But so you can't go then to Michigan in a blue chip program and go and make hundreds of millions of dollars or how much he made in the NBA and then claim, Well, I'm from the South Side. No. No. You you can't. He will because that's his mindset. Because once a thug, always a thug. Oh, you know, once God. once a homie, a homie in the hood, you're always a homie in the hood. That's like such there, there's a no way that out. there's no way that out. you're ever gonna be like, well, once from Shatak, always from Shatak type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not how it's going to grow. For, well, Cleggern's different. Hey, we yeah, settle things different. in Shatek that I would never settle them that way now. I mean, this is right. nonsense. Because it's you're nonsense. a level-headed, normal person, and Jawan Howard no, has been... He, he is, too. He's just using that as an, as an excuse, is I what I'm saying. I don't know if he is. He's not. No, he's not a Southside Chicago thug. He's an asshole. And, an and asshole. assholes come from all levels of society. Okay, and, I can buy what that. What he's saying See, is like, oh, yeah, well, I'm from the Southside. Yeah. That's how we do it. Uh, yeah, but you haven't done any of that since then. You just you lost your mind Maybe and you're has. a dickhead. Maybe he hasn't. Just gets covered. Maybe, but well, swept under. But the you know what I'm saying is that he's just using that as like a very welcome. It's a ve- it's a very palatable excuse. Like yeah, I'm from the south side. Well, it's like, not an you're excuse because you're still a D one year Exactly. He's coaching as we speak. His suspension is either Well, no, he's not because Michigan got eliminated from the Big Ten tournament. Oh, they did. Okay. So now they're waiting for. Oh, did they really? 
Yeah, they lost. Are they oh. where? Where are they in a potential? Oh. They're they're a, a bubble team. They're a bubble team. Well, doesn't that kind of make things interesting of itself? Oh, a bubble yeah. team. And, yeah. Okay, if you have to, the unspoken. Maybe we don't want the media around your a because no bubble teams go to like fifteen or sixteen. Those are your conference winners. Yep, from, those are your you eight, know nine, those are your Princeton. Yeah, four, I shouldn't say Princeton no, because it's they're a thirteen fourteen type of yeah eight. I mean, nines. do you want not, that with the media that, attention yeah. of what they will rightfully right. listen? How don't you listen? That's conduct that's almost fireable on mm-hmm. the spot. If Greg Gard had swatted him and he takes a shot in revenge, you still say, I wish he wouldn't have, but we get that. That's kind of self-defense, but no. No, that was – you, you watch his actions. The Greg Gard grabbing his arm is nothing more than, hey, whoa, what do you mean? That's what it is. Right. We, we know we, – you saw it. It's like – and you defend your – I took a swing at him because I was – who the people that believe that – that truly believe it are idiots, but I think the higher percentages, they don't really believe it, but they're defending them anyway, and that's a that's a problem. For what it's worth, Joe Lenardi is fairly accurate with this stuff. Oh, he's a good analyst, guy. the bracketology. Yep. He's a fairly good act. He's got Michigan as a Final Four in, like the last four oh, in last the four tournament. In. Okay. Yep. Well, we'll well, and, 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 and as a 12 seed in falling. So he they, has him listed as... Uh, it could go either way, depending yeah. on how these conference yeah. tournaments you, shake but, out. But 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 humans are humans, and when you can make a decision, you don't have to explain your belief. If you're someone that says, you know what, I don't want that prick around, and you kind of make that lean against Michigan, you don't have to explain why you kept right. them out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on to fill in the list. Love this. We have a little bit of uh, trivia time here, Justin. I think you have the fill in the list. The way we do this is uh, one yes. of us will throw out a trivia question. We have to list. It's usually a like top five in something or other. And while we write, we get yeah. about 90 seconds, two minutes or so, and the person that poses the question gets a little bit of a time to, to rant. Not that we don't get time to rant on this podcast. I've but never ranted at all on this podcast. Not at all. Did well, we bring up – can I, can I mention no. quickly? Okay, fine. If it's we don't have time for this one, and mm. maybe probably we won't, I'd like to rant about a Verizon experience. Oh, all right. Mm. Personal experience that okay. I think would be worth it. Okay, here we go. So my uh, my question has uh, some significance with the collective bargaining agreement. Who are the top five career home run leaders at the position of designated hitter top five career home run uh uh, hitters at the position of designated hitter oh i didn't set an alarm i don't care i'll just go until i get this done i wanted to rant a little bit about the winter olympics and not that because uh i really cared about them but there was a uh finnish cross-country skier and apparently, like cross country skiing is the most brutal um, of the Winter Olympic sports because they go 50 kilometers. It's an endurance thing. Um, these uh, cross country skiers will burn a thousand additional calories during their match. Many of them pass out and fall, uh, you know, at the finish line. Um, there is a Finnish uh, finish line. There's a Finnish skier, Remy Lindholm. 
The conditions were so bad at the course for the uh, cross-country skiing event that they actually reduced it down by like 15 kilometers or whatever. Um, He had a pretty rough go of it. He didn't get into medal contention. He finished uh, 28th. However, instead of collapsing because of exhaustion, instead of collapsing because of pain, uh, he collapsed at the finish line because he had a frozen penis. Yes. Yes, his penis was frozen. I was trying not to listen to this. Can we get an extra 30 seconds? Absolutely. Thank you. The race was shortened due to strong winds, but that did not prevent the elements from getting the better of Lindholm, who fell well short of metal and would have maybe offset that unbearable aftermath of a frozen penis. When he got to the finish line, he collapsed (laughs) and had to have medics come over to give him a heat pad to warm up his penis. It was frozen. He's 24 years old. Oh, no. He's 24 years old. That's not good. If you don't... So if you don't, if you think that's bad, this is the second time that he has suffered from frozen penis after a race. He endured a uh, frozen penis four months earlier in November's Ruka World Cup. He froze his penis twice in four months. He needs long underwear. There's no. In that's a game changer. In his in his uh, in his quote, it was worse this time. Pretty unbearable pain. He expressed concerns about his future prospects of having children. And that's my that's my rant. It wasn't anything significant. It was just you froze your penis once and you chose to froze your penis again. I don't mind the rule, and I think I'm the one that kind of started it with the rant. But maybe just kind of a gentleman's agreement. We don't talk about frozen penises. I, read I, that. Think, I think it impacted both of us, but with the extra time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, All Travis, right. I, I just flipped out because I just happened to look down and saw your list, and oh. I saw the last name you wrote, and I punched myself in the face for oh, not even that's thinking what, I, of I that I thought it like I broke a rule or no. something. Okay. God. Okay. Top five. Yeah. So the, it is the top five players to uh, hit a home run, career home run list as a designated As a, as a DH. So I'll, I'll and, start. And as oh. a DH. Playing yeah. as a DH. Okay, I'll start. Okay. Um, David Ortiz, Edgar Martinez, Nelson Cruz, Harold Baines, and Albert Bell. You have three. Well, Oof. I'm totally fucked. Well, I missed your last one. I'm your last totally one. fucked. I don't think we even... Okay. Manny Ramirez, Reggie Jackson, Miguel Cabrera, Herman Killebrew, Jim Tomey. You have zero. Oh, Jesus. I knew it. I felt... What, what were you splatting your... Jim She's Tol- good I, for you, buddy. Yeah, I thought good Jim Tomey would for sure be one of them. Jesus. Tomei Wait a minute. Who did you say? Manny Ramirez, Reggie Jackson, Miguel Cabrera, Herman Killebrew, and Jim Tomey. Yeah, zero. Okay. Top... Right. top uh, and number one is significantly higher than number two. Number one is David Ortiz with 493 home runs. Okay. Number two, Frank Thomas. As a DH? 296. 93? Yep. 493 as oh, a DH. Oh, 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 do I feel dumb. Can I say something? What were you thinking? This, this is embarrassing. Okay. And it makes me from zero to one at least mentally. When I said Romana Ramirez, I meant David <laughs> so I got one. In you my got, brain, I got one. Okay, what are the other I'll, ones? 
I think we can give that to no, him. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> if he would have said Ramon Ortiz, I would have given it to him. No. You can't say Manny Ramirez. That's, that's okay. embarrassing. David Ortiz at okay. 493. Number two, Frank Thomas, yep. 296. Uh, Number three, Edgar Martinez, 251. Yes. Number four, Harold Baines, 244. What a, what a shame. Number five at 225, Don Baylor. Oh, would never. Yeah, yeah no, no. Jose Canseco no. is six. Travis Hafner, oh. seven. Chili Davis, eight. Nelson Just Cruz, nine. Nine. And Jim Tomei, ten. Oh, ten. Oh, oh shoot. Right. I would have thought. See, now that's interesting because you have to figure out, like, who played in a position longer. That's why I didn't yep. put Miguel Cabrera because he's playing he a lot of first position base for a long and, time. Yep. yep. Yeah, and that's why David Ortiz was perfect at DH because he, <laughs> he played first base for like a handful. Wasn't he an outfielder for the Twins for he was, a while? Yeah, and two? he played first base a couple of times. Yeah. And, yep. Good work. Three for Josh and zero for Travis. So after six weeks, Ooh. all of us having four chances to guess and two chances at the helm. We are all tied at nine. Get out. Are you serious? We are all tied at nine. Wow. Yep. So it's a three-way tie for first. This is... Also a three-way tie for last. Okay. Yeah. True. What's... It's funny. Like, it, it makes it so... Like, the, you put the time on it, and that's tough enough. Then I'm half listening to your frozen penis story. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, that's not easy. I was going to go on a Bundesliga thing again, but then I read that article and oh, I, I had to save go. it. Yeah. And I forgot about it for a while until I was prepping and yeah. I, I had to go with the frozen penis story. Oh, that was good. That was good. All tied at nine. That's, uh, that's, that's awesome. pretty Travis impressive. Travis will be happy to hear it. We're all tied at nine. Well, We've all had four guesses and two readings. <laughs> I just, I'm just, how, how can I think of Harold Baines but not Frank Thomas? Well, that's right. ridiculous. That's the one that that's I'm the crazy upset one. about. No, I, I get the. I was literally picturing David Ortiz as I wrote Manny Maria's so that. That's just like in my brain. <laughs> yeah. But Frank Thomas is the one that I regret not. Yeah. Getting. He had two hundred. Doug, Doug would be very mad at us for that. Who? Doug. He had two hundred ninety-six. Oh, Doug Hofer. Yes, yeah. the White Sox guy. Yeah, he had five hundred twenty-one total home runs, oh, over half of them as a DH. That makes sense. This is longer. Are we? That's, that's what, what she, she said. said. No, we're doing fine on time. Um, I really so here. I want to talk about a topic that we um, passed over last time because of me, but I put it back oh, on the yeah. list, and that's the our our real appreciation of Zlatan Ibrahimovic. I haven't a, a name that I'd heard for the first time like six months ago, and initially thought, you know, what an amazing asshole jerk, but he mm-hmm. became something different to me. Yeah, he mm-hmm. is. Wow, you want to there's there's an autobiography that he wrote you several years it, yeah. ago. I haven't cracked it yet. It's in my like travel bag for a while. Yeah. I just haven't gotten to it. <laughs> yeah, <Bag>. so kind <laughs> of my sack. So I'll I'll give a little bit of a background on on Zlatan. The way that we ever even talked about Zlatan Ibrahimovic was through the arrogant athlete quotes because he is a gift that just keeps on giving. His quotes oh are God, yes syphilis yeah syphilis. Um, he Zlatan is a Swedish soccer player. Yeah. He's um, Balkan born, but his he's, a white quotes, born? Bal, he's from the Balkans. Okay, he's, I thought you said Balkan. He's a Balkan. 
That's what I heard too. What did you think? Vulcan. Vulcan. No, 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 no. It's from Star Wars. Um, no, Star but Wars. his his quotes are so outlandish. Yeah. And just one of the examples is they, they 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 go beyond your typical arrogant athlete into this guy is just flat out entertaining. Right. Yeah. And I mean, his core might be a flaming fucking asshole narcissist, but it's at a point where it's like. God, if they're letting you do this. So, okay, so that's kind of yeah. what I wanted to get right. to in the whole okay. point of this segment is that at his court, he's absolutely not a flaming narcissist. So I sat down <laughs> I sat down last right. night and watched a documentary about, about Zlatan, which was not the not the uh because there's one on Amazon Prime that I tried Where? to tried to get. I, I couldn't it's on YouTube. Um, oh. but it, it includes a lot of his interviews, like when he sits down and, and does interviews. And what and Nikki, my girlfriend, watched it with me, and mm-hmm. she has no idea who this guy is. And just from listening to his interviews, she was like, would like look up occasionally, like, this guy's awesome. Like, I really like this guy. Yeah. So here's what, what I got from Zlatan. So here's a guy who was, he was born in poverty in Sweden. He's foreign. Like I said, he's from the, the Balkans. He's not, Zlatan Ibrahimovic is not a Swedish name, obviously. Oh, no. Right, so he's a, an outsider, and he's just blessed with ridiculous abilities. So he had to kind of work his way up in Sweden, as yeah. as he said, not an Anderson, not a Johansson. Interesting. And, and, right. So he he got a lot of grief, and you know you're not you're not that good, and and whatnot. But he's got this. He, here's what I equated it with when I was watching. He's very very much a Michael Jordan. Jordan's like mindset was, I'm gonna give. 200% and I expect it from you, I expect it from you, I expect it from you, I expect it from my coach, I expect it from everyone around me. Yeah. Okay? Different. And when when that is not being done, then he gets a little bit pissy. And that's when some of those quotes come. <laughs> and that's where that's where some of his so he's got this tag as a So if you were looking a, at just the quotes, you don't you don't really get the story, do you? And and I watched this this documentary where right. he was a very very candid interview. His interviews where he's being candid are great. They're really nice. They're not this this bravada, this right. nonsense. After I watched that, then I watched where he went on Jimmy Kimmel after he went to LA uh-huh. Galaxy, and he was completely in in uh, in character, uh-huh. being very like, yeah, I'm I'm the one that made you big, Jimmy. You know he's playing that that role, but when you talk to his old coaches, they all say like he is demanding as fuck, and that is a guy that I will go to war with. You want him by your side, you want him on your team, because he demands nothing less than complete dedication to winning and and being your best. And when he's not getting that, he gets a little pissy. And if you get the wrong coach with that. Then it can come mm-hmm. out as well. He's difficult to deal with. Wow. Yeah. So when he's dealing out these these amazing quotes yeah. of like, for example, in in America they have the Statue of Liberty. In Sweden they have the Statue of Zlatan. Okay, which is so over the top. That is him so, playing this role of I'm the greatest. But when you go on the practice field on the pitch. It is no. We we're the best. I'm the best, and we're gonna go out there and beat them into submission. It's it's very much a Jordan sort of okay, so, aspect. So let me bring this up during the uh, the the last dance. The Dennis Rodman um, situation came up. Mm-hmm. 
And clearly Dennis was different mindset, right? Mm-hmm. You wonder from a Zlatan-Michael situation, you know, Michael Jordan knew Dennis's value and Phil Jackson knew Dennis's value. And it, and it goes to the, okay, you either tolerate to some degree Dennis and have 100% of him or you don't. It's like, isn't that? Yes. What, what do you think about that? Yes, completely. Right. So, so Zlatan played with, a lot of huge he played with Barcelona with Lionel Messi and you would think like these massive like talents would clash and he had nothing but good things to say about Messi because I as he said I've never seen anyone train as well as Messi I've never seen anyone work as well as Messi and we got along so I So Zlatan at the end of the day from what you're saying is win 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 first and second is the what Wow, that's, yeah, and I mean, that is so good to hear because from what I had heard prior to five minutes ago was we've got someone that's very good at what he does, but, well, fuck, this is over. Listen to these quotes, which, oh, by the way, you know, do seem extreme, but you could look at some of Michael Jordan's behavior or certain other behavior, Mm -hmm. and if you really wanted to go that route and say they're heralded as these amazing leaders and they're... Maybe there isn't that much of a difference. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That's that's neat. That's interesting. Right. And and no yeah. like they talked to his old coaches and all this yeah. and like I said they are all like he is de- he's as demanding of me as I am of him. Wow. So it's not That is so when, cool. When you read that the, is so cool. when you read the quotes it comes right. across as a spoiled arrogant athlete. And it is completely not That's the what case. I thought. Yeah, not the case at all. So I, like I told my girlfriend, I said I'm completely getting a man crush on this guy because not only does he like work his fucking ass off, but he plays up this this persona in the media, which is just great because it gives us these awesome quotes that is that you just can't can't get enough of. He recently, and I mean recently, in the last like like month or so put a workout video on instagram oh nice what where he like put one of his right. workouts out the dude is like 39 years old that is an age where you should not be playing major european soccer right and he's still crushing it yeah he is he's not a spoiled like laying back on the on the pillows like i'm awesome and no i'm awesome because i work this hard and right. because I work this hard, then I'm going to, like, talk shit when I can. Because nobody works as hard as me. And he's not lying. Yeah. So. I like it. No, that's yeah. awesome. If Thank you. Get, you. If you get a chance to see that, that video on YouTube, by all means, check it out. It's, I, it's phenomenal. I, uh, is it, like, an hour long? Yes. It's and about 56 it's minutes. The story of Zlatan yes. Ibrahimovic, the official documentary movie by Pseudo City. That's the one. Pseudo Society. Yep, that's the one. I have that on my uh, web browser now. It's really good because you get, and and then watch the Jimmy Kimmel thing because you'll get both sides of it when he's that's just so playing cool. up to the camera and and being oh. his arrogant self. But no, that is a dude, and I think it was a Jose Mourinho, the old coach of like Tottenham and and Man U, who said like, I couldn't do anything without this guy like he is he's he's the 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 policeman of the team like he won't let someone dog it like he just won't stand for that shit nice 
Well, you, how could you not well, want someone and, like and, that and, on your and team? And maybe a topic for another day, but I think it's interesting. So, say you have whatever sport you're talking about, a personality that's so powerful within the team, mm-hmm. can they get away with stuff that coaches and management can't do as far as getting people to comply? Name yeah. the person, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't want to hear it from X coach, but oh, fuck, I don't want to disappoint player A. What, what, what do right? they say? When your best player is your hardest worker, then you're going to have a, a great team. Mm-hmm. I think that's just. I think that's so much of what Michael and, and Kobe Bryant did. Right. Right? Yeah. Not just what they contributed, but it's like these people were literally fearful of their, their, their of, of them and not so much fearful of either right. Phil Jackson. Well, <laughs> Phil Jackson for both, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. So, so take away, take away the 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 yeah, court of of Zlatan, right. and you're going to have a a great soccer player who's right. playing in Europe at his in the top tier when he's 39 years old. That alone is when, amazing. Mm-hmm, but then yeah. you sprinkle in these great quotes and the personality when that you, he um, just, oh, my God. When, when, you so brought, when you brought up his name, God, it was over a year ago now, yeah. right? Yeah. Ibrahimovic, Swedish? And I, I didn't like, I wasn't smart enough to ask. It's like, really, Swedish? But and doesn't and, that make sense? Oh, and and, and yes. as, he, as he pointed out in that documentary, yeah. the, the Swedish like press, there apparently is one, they like to point out that oh he hasn't won the Euros with Sweden. And he's like they always there's always something. Right. There's always something. And his his uh, agent oh my god if you watch that documentary it's so good when he went to uh, PSG uh, Paris Saint Germain at the height of his power uh, the, went to PSG yeah the awesome. French the French league was a little bit lower mm-hmm. and so they kind of like well he's just going to be so, a big fish in a small pond and somebody said that to his agent and they said like what do you think about that his agent said well i think my first thought would be fuck you i go ahead yes. so i asked this question as someone that despite being a, a big stuttgart fan translated <laughs> i really don't know much about them or or soccer in general i ask this very sincerely where does Zlatan fit in current like ability players? Where did he fit maybe five years ago and in the history of soccer? Where is he? Is he Michael Jordan? Is he a lesser guy? Please tell me. Right now, I think he's probably Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, big big name abilities big name. have fallen. Off. And he's he's a locker room guy. Like they all yep. say he's a guy you want on on your team, but he can't play every game every minute. They, he's a a sub now. He's now playing for AC Milan, which is where he had his best success, and he loved it there. And okay, at his peak, was he with a team that was at his level, and he could bring them to the top? Yes, he never won the Ballon d'Or, which is the Heisman, I guess, of of, of soccer. Okay. But he is widely considered one of the best strikers in Is he one the of the best, of say, 20 soccer players in the history of soccer? Yes. I can top think, ten. I, I think okay. so. You're, 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 so strikers. Of between strikers, strikers so I would think you would say top twenty strikers. So yep. like top twenty in the history of soccer. Yes. Point top okay. twenty so point that's, guards. That's, of that's what you need. Basketball. Do you remember at yeah. the fifty I, at I, the fifty year anniversary of the NBA? Whenever that was, I remember I was following the NBA 
very closely at the time when Scottie Pippen was one of the top 50 NBA players of all time, which was bullshit yep. then, despite, I mean, even at the most lofty standards. Yeah. But but I'm, I'm just like, okay, is he viewed as he's on that short list? Yes, he is. And it sounds like he is. Mm-hmm. Yes, so, he okay. Is. He is. What are we doing next? I'm away from the mic. Um, what I have... Your mom... Yeah, I think we go with dumb and arrogant athlete quotes. I like that a lot. The Zlatan Ibrahimovic arrogant athlete quote. Oh, you might want to put a couple of those in the freezer. What a per what a perfect uh, segue. Yeah. All right. Uh, Should I? You want me to start with my Zlatan Ibrahimovic arrogant athlete quote of the week? Yeah. Please. All right. Hold on. Let me find it here. Okay. Here's uh, Zlatan's quote talking about money. Who's the most deserving of all the money that I, Zlatan, am paid? The answer is Zlatan. That's just so good. I, that's, boy. that's quality. He went third person twice in one answer. <laughs> My arrogant athlete quote, it, yeah, it's by Magic Johnson. I tell you, it's funny because the only time I think about HIV is when I have to take my medicine twice a day. Oh, God. That's interesting. <laughs> oh, by the way, Magic is seemingly doing very well. I always you know, like the guy. I, I remember him from really? Michigan State, by the way. I'm at that age where he was like one of the first um, years that I followed like college basketball, hmm. which has become a passion of mine much, much more, much more in the NBA. Magic is, I am a big Magic fan, so that's neat. Really? Oh, hell yes. Oh. Big Magic fan, and, um, you know, he became a Laker, which isn't cool. If he'd become anything but a Laker, I'd be much more on the sure. on the whatever. But yeah. I've got a guy named um, Torin, T-O-R-R-I-N, Polk, as in the president. I think he's talking about the Houston coach here, but in doing a little bit of research, it shows him as an LSU running back, so okay. it doesn't matter. But here's a quote that came from him. Quote, he treats us like men. He lets us wear earrings, end quote. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Can't make it up. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, there's not a person out there that follows sports that can't picture that. Yeah. Treats us, yeah. Yeah. Justin? Oh, am I on dumb athlete quote now? I think we're on arrogant. Oh, we? no, we just did arrogant. Because you did, I did Zlatan. Well, they... So you're on dumb athlete quote now. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I'm going to go back to my old well of Twitter. <sighs> and we're going to go to the immortal Hulk Hogan. Oh, God. So apparently Hulk Hogan is very open to, like, retweeting people. Like, if you give a shout-out to Hulk, oh. he'll like, Hey, Hulk, uh, you want to retweet this? I'll give you an example. Uh, at Hulk Hogan, can I get a retweet for being Friday? Apparently he'll retweet that. Uh, he's got a daughter named Brooke. Yeah, he does. Pretty, pretty hot. Hulk Hogan. She's, yeah. She's mildly attractive. Yeah, right. He retweeted the following. <clears throat> At Hulk Hogan. Hey, Hulk, I went balls deep on Brooke. Can I get a retweet? <laughs> oh, for what? Yeah. God. Oh, sake. my God. Clearly, he's just retweeting anything where someone says, please retweet it. I'm assuming he didn't read no, it. No, no, no. That, that says so much. <laughs> so. So. <laughs> I will, uh-huh, yeah. So let me take you back to 1980 or 81. Mm-hmm. I was. 
I think I was 13, myself and Troy Jensen, Denny's son, who we've had <laughs> in the podcast, WrestleMania came to North High School in Eau Claire. And the, uh, yeah, it's not for me, but so the the feature was Hulk Hogan and Ken Patera. Ken, Ken was a Patera. Ken was a former U.S. Olympian wrestler, and mm-hmm. Ken got a, had got arrested like five or six years earlier. Yep, went to prison. He uh, he had a, a gun up to his head and some like Oshkosh or whatever. But anyway, Ken was out. Oh yeah, new story. So, I remember that. But he was out at the time, and Ken was the I'm Hulk going to beat me up guy at the time, and Hulk Hogan. We were front row seats, myself and Troy and, I don't know, probably 50 other people that were dumb enough to get there four hours before the match started. Do you remember Do you remember the guy with the mustache, the uh, Gene Okerlund? Mean, mean Gene, Gene Okerlund? Of course, mm-hmm. yes. So Mean Gene yelled at us because we were going to go in, like, too soon. I'm like, oh, fuck it. I don't... Come on, Mean. You're right. So we were during the match, and during the match, Ken Patera spit out some gum. And somebody, one person to the left grabbed it and had Ken Patera's gum. And we were pissed because we didn't get it. Well, Hulk Hogan left and we ran like 10 feet and patted the 6'8", 310. So I touched Hulk Hogan. And that was kind of my story about that. But yeah, it's uh, amazing. What did that have to do with the gum? The gum was, I remember being pissed that I didn't get the gum. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You think oh. I'm kidding? You're 13? Wrestling was like everything. I was I too dumb to understand course. everything. You, you the person, Hogan on the No, end. literally, gum flies out over the top rope because it was an accident. But yeah. Ken Pater's gum, and some kid grabbed him, just like the slimy whatever, and I'm like, I wanted that gum. <laughs> and then Denny Jensen picked us up. I, did, I was afraid of Denny because he was... You know, had kind of a deep voice, and he was Troy's dad. Yeah, Denny picked us up at on Mercury Avenue. So, oh god, where were we? Uh, we're we're earrings. So we're talking about that's it's me now. Dumb yeah. Athlete quote. Yes, mine is uh, from Shaq Shaquille O'Neal. There's Perfect. a couple of them. Mm. Our offense is like the Pythagorean theorem. There is no answer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Shaq. That. Shaq, actually, the answer is C squared. <laughs> it's, it's A squared plus B squared equals C squared, and that's, so that's your answer. answer. Tell, Shaq, uh, Shaq's also from LSU, so a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Uh, what, a little well, bit of by the way, though, Shaq can hit it on the on the head sometimes. What was uh, his score about Aaron Rodgers? Oh, I. You know what? I'm not going to do it justice unless I say it. Yeah, look it up exactly like it. I was. know what you're talking about, but that's, it, the, that's he. The, Perfect. Let's get this right. Yeah. yeah. You sent it to the group. I did. Let me Not this it. group, but the other group. I didn't send it to this group? No, it was the other group. Oh, shit. The group with Mark and Ryan. Yeah. Hold on. Okay. Now I got to go over to that. Mm. Oh, Jesus. You want to fill some time here, Travis, while Justin... Uh... Okay. It wasn't Shaq. It was Charles Barkley. Oh, sorry. Okay. But they're one yeah, and the same because they yeah, pretty exactly. much have the same. Yeah. Charles Barkley on Aaron Rodgers. I think he's the pretty girl you got to tell that or tell her she's pretty every day. I'll tell you what. You sum that up right there, bottle it, and you don't need anything else. It's nope. like I think most Packer fans who have a brain 
Well, and like, yeah, oh, no, I know that's a big old whatever, but uh, it's like, yeah, okay, spot on, yep. spot on, mm-hmm. right? You nailed it. Yeah, you got a dumb quote, Travis, or have we? Nope, he's okay. got dumb quote yet. Okay, well, it's dumb or cocky one way or another. This is Brett Hull. Do I catch flack because I'm so much smarter than everyone else? I don't know. <laughs> Love yeah. Brett Hull. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, while we're on quotes, can we just hit the Joey Gallo thing real quick? Oh, that's, that's, cool. that's a good yeah. idea. Yeah. I've been trying to wrap my brain around this quote for a while. So I, gotta, I have also thought of it. Yes. So let me. I'm not sure how I. Huh? I'm not sure how to like. I, I well, talk let's about let him. It. Yeah. Give it, and then yeah. I, Joey Gallo. Uh, he currently with the Yankees. Yankees. Yep. Uh, his quote on the shift uh, to athlete, to the athletic. I think at some point you have to fix the game a little bit. I don't understand how I'm supposed to hit a double or triple when I have six guys standing in the outfield. Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo, I, I counted this up and I lost the number, but he's hit less than 10 triples in his career. Joey Gallo, you are a 206 career hitter. Triples or doubles, buddy? Because triples, triples are. Doubles, <laughs> doubles, he hits double digits and doubles like once or twice. Triples in his are career. unicorn stuff. So I mean, that's so, not doubles. Right. Doubles, not as yeah. much. Uh, Maybe if he yeah. can't handle the shift, he has to try, I don't know, hitting the ball better. A career 206 hitter, he strikes out 37% of the time. To be an average hitter in Major League Baseball, the average, 20% of the time you strike out. Average hitter, 20%. He almost doubles striking <laughs> out the average uh, yeah. Compared to an but average, in his player. mind, the shift is the problem. It, the shift is the problem. <laughs> the shift is the problem for him. Right. Not that he can only uh, hit the ball to his strong side. He can't hit uh, 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 an opposite field. You know anything? Mm-hmm. Because if he could, he has six people in the outfield all playing right field, presumably because he's left-handed batter. He can't even like attempt to hit the ball out to left field with any sort of consistency Mm -hmm. joey gallo hit the ball better what do you got travis so a a, a couple of things if you're joey uh joey gallo or someone similar to him your career has existed without the shift yes and you have have played your games accordingly i can understand the all of a sudden oh boy this is what i do i'm a big pole hitter at the same time it runs in direct collision with the ability to adapt to what might come and that could be difficult because i would ask anybody in his situation now is he dumb you know are most people dumb enough to say what he said well probably not but it's like son of a bitch i i you know i there's never been this shift and i've just and all of a sudden there is a shift and there's an expectation that to get my doubles or whatever i go opposite field i think there's something to that is does that sound totally stupid or so, is that just when do you when do you when 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 when, 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 when are you when, when do you say like okay joey I'm not alone. I'm in a league of people that have always been better and bigger and better, and I've always said a certain way. 
why is it me? That's the thing that kind of gets me. It's like, hey, prick, you know, you're not the only one, and you're certainly not uh, one, of, one of the best baseball players currently. So here's what, what I think about with this. Um, J.D. Martinez is one of the poster childs for launch angle. Like, he was a middling major league right, player right. until he really got into the launch angle yeah. thing, and that changed his career, and now he's one of the best DHs that – around so if offenses can make changes they can change the way they're swinging the pitches that they're swinging at why do we limit the way the defense can adjust to that now i understand that you want offense and you want because to some people gets boring and i'm using air quotes but like okay so if you can use launch angle and all that why can't the the defense say well you're going to do that, then I'm going to put someone over there where you always hit it. Joey Joey Gallo. I'm really, like, touchy, but I just don't. Can we get past that he's got an incredible gangster name? Yeah. In New York. (laughs) If Joey Joey Gallo played for the Braves, I mean, is there. Well, nobody thought about that when he was in Texas, but now he's. uh, Oh, he was in Texas. Texas. I didn't even know that. I apologize. Now he's a Goomba. Right. Yeah, he just joined uh, the Yankees on a trade in yeah. 2021. Sorry. Joey, Joey Gallo <laughs> okay. has, has been an all-star in his career. And it's not because of his batting average. It's not because, no, of, because he, hits he hits bombs. He hits bombs. Do you know does why he hits does. bombs? Because he closes his eyes and hits as or swings as hard as he can. Well, he's not trying. Uh, he doesn't close his eyes. He doesn't make his, no, career, no, he doesn't make his career on triples. doubles and triples. So why the fuck would he mention, like, whoa, it's hard to hit doubles and triples when you got six guys in the outfield. When Joey Gallo, you've never made your career on that. I'm looking at his yeah. batting average back to 2015. 204. 209, 206, 253, 181, 199. Leagues, buddy. Where, I mean, what's his roots? Does he? Was he drafted at high school and did that? Or he not? was Gallo. I think was a high school guy. Had um, to have been. When 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 the Brewers made that trade with the Rangers, one of the biggest knocks on that was that they it was the Lucroy trade when they uh-huh. did the, and 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 people bagged on for not getting Gallo. Well, like. You have the biggest trade trip, who was uh, Jonathan Lucroy, and you didn't get Joey Joey Gallo from it. It was like he that was a so, failure. So he was drafted trade. right out. So, of high so school. coach, what what's his best major league year? His best major league year uh, looks to be 2019 with the okay. Rangers, 253 batting average, wow, 20, but. That was the year he hit 22 home runs and 49 RBI. This had to have been. Oh, it was a COVID shortened. Yeah, thank you. It was yeah. a COVID shortened year. Not nineteen, it wasn't. Yeah, it must have been twenty. Twenty. Oh, he must have been injured. Well, he must have been hurt. He must have been hurt in the second half. He played seventy games, so he yeah, must have okay. just played the first. I, yeah, half. I'm sorry because that goes into twenty. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I. So I. I mean, any game that he's only played three seasons of uh, regular ball. 2017, 145 games, okay. 41 home runs, 80 RBI, batting yeah, average of 209. But that's, that, that's, that's not shocking, though. Not anymore. No, not anymore. It's not. But two, that's not a doubles and one, triples. 199 freaks people people out, but 203 is like you're, you're good. He had 18, yeah, 18 doubles in two, or 520, or 532 plate appearances. Yeah, yeah. So I guess oh. I, it comes. what do you guys think about them banning the shift? It hasn't been banned yet. 
I think it it's... It hasn't been? I thought they did. No, so 20, it's, they're it's talking 2023. That's one of so those rules. Year, okay. Yeah, that's one of those rules. Okay. So I... It's like banning double teaming a wide receiver. It's like banning uh, shifting the defensive line to the left, thinking that they're going to run to the left. Right. I I think it's a part of the game, and if you don't like it, learn to do something different I that defeats it. I completely agree. Travis, oh, Travis. Okay. All right. Well, you have I have a different I'll, opinion, obviously. No, it's not so much that I'm struggling with it. Okay. Um, because um, so I didn't I, think honestly, it would, I didn't yeah. think it would ever really be addressed as a, a potential rule. Yeah. So what I say now, I, I will tell you, could change. My, yeah. my opinion could change. I respect that. And and I think if you look at all the rules and all the major sports, is it would be earth shattering if it, it became a rule that you couldn't you know cross second bases or whatever. Um, and it, ultimately, it's going to become. I'll tell you first of all what it what it will be. It, it's a money deal and whatnot, and yep. with hits and home runs and all they these things offense. that go to additional runs and whatnot. It certainly we know that percentage wise, there's a reason they do it because it's smart baseball mm-hmm. with the rules yeah. a, as they are. And I would it be the most most earth shattering thing in in the world to put a, a rule in that says you will not cross the threshold of such and such a base before or during the pitch? I, I, I don't I don't think it 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 is. But to what coach said, there's a big part of me that says, well, maybe the shift should be towards adjusting to it, and your bigger, better bats are. Listen, you, my goodness, you've got a, now you had one half of the field to deal with. Now you have one quarter of the defense to deal with Mm -hmm. if you go the opposite way. It's a really difficult thing. And anybody that says there's a right answer, I I would question that because it's, I think it falls into the category of what you feel as an individual. Um, But that's, that's. I, I keep going back to in, did, did that make foot, sense? It does. I mean, it does okay. make sense. I keep going back to in football, if it's third down and twenty, are we gonna implement a rule that bans a defense from having seven defensive backs on the field? Sure. If it's fourth if it's <sighs> I know if it's third and sixty two and there's one set it won't be that. If there's three seconds left in the game and you're down five at the fifty yard line, are we gonna ban a wide receiver from being in the defensive backfield to prevent the Hal Mary? In, in, like base, it's, it's in baseball, you move your first and third baseman to the lines to guard the double in right. a one run game. That's right. been accepted forever. Absolutely. Right. So what's the difference? Why can't I right. Absolutely I think part of it is I think why it becomes why. a controversy is becomes a because it happens in the first, third, fifth innings, and it's just like, okay, we shift for this batter no matter what and what, yep. whatever Joey Gallo situation. doesn't – Joey Gallo's career, ultimately when it boils down to it, Joey Gallo's career hasn't been around doubles and triples. It's been like hitting the bomb. Yeah. And nothing else matters because he strikes yeah. out more than a third of the time. So it would have more credence and more credibility coming from Ichiro Suzuki – who made his career on batting slapping, average, slapping yeah. in one way or another? So, so, I, but 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 that's what it comes down to. We know why MLB is doing this because right. they want offense. They want and forty-two want to runs. thirteen games, and for the most time. part, the three of us are like we like those low 
low-scoring pitching. Uh, pitching I'll, I'll, t- I'll take 3-2 over 11-9. 100%. I mean, not even mm-hmm. close to it. That's so good, yeah. And I would really like to see, like, Christian Yelich looking down and saying, they're playing the third baseman at shortstop, so I'm going to slap one down the third baseline. Yep. And, and that is, for me, that's just as exciting as him hitting one out of the park. I'm going like, to slap one down the third baseline to get to first base, and I'm going to steal second base, and look at that. I just hit a double. And, 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 and every once in a while, you see clearly an effort. Some can be disguised, but some are clear efforts. Like some throw down All I really have to do is have some bat control and, yep. and, and, and put it down. But 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 it it's the like the, this willing my problem, ignorance, like, control. well, we can't expect our batters to do that. Like, what? Why not? But see, that's game-changing stuff. What you just said is name a rule, name a sport. There almost for sure was either unspoken or unspoken. You expect us to do this? Okay, but but it happened. Every rule change in MLB, NFL, it favors the offense. Think Mm -hmm. about the the pass interference shit that you've ranted about forever in the NFL. They favor the offense where, where because I, we want offense. So so I, I think the three of us, and I know how Coach feels about this, and I'm certainly on board, is the, oh, my God, you have completely handcuffed the defender. Right. And it's like, okay, that sells. It's a multi, not, we're not talking talent, we're talking a multi-billion dollar industry, and a big chunk of that goes away because guess what? Most fans, here's the reality, most fans don't look Deeper than we do, and we're right. in a group of right. you know we're we're you know we're not unicorns. We're in the 20 percent. But your average fan that buys the shit that mm-hmm. fuels the industry doesn't probably look at it as in, in no, depth as most no, people. No, sadly, we're like progressive conservatives. Like <laughs> and we're not we're not and and you know we're not we're not nuts about it. But it's like okay. At the end of the day, we do know more about it, not because we're smarter, but because we focus our attention on it. The same people that don't understand what we think, they understand shit we don't get, right? right. So yeah. it's it's, it's, it's it, a tough For deal. me, it feels like a slippery slope. Like, it's a, okay, so you can't shift this way. Can you not shift out to the edges, like I said, to guard a double? Like, he, it just bugs me. Here's like, the interesting thing, though. I just and hate that. Tell me if I'm wrong. Has there been a rule against the shift in the last 20, 25 years? And I don't think there has been. And if not, why in the last five years have teams just gone haywire? Is it just the numbers that have come forward that said, okay, and we're talking about a 1% difference? Is it a 10%? I mean, I, t- I, tell me about that. I, I think that the shift came out when that launch angle came out. Right. Like we're going to try to like just hit the ball out of the park. And, and, and that's it makes better. sense, doesn't it? You look at that and say, God, you don't want a person that strikes out X amount of times, but now it makes sense, big picture. And of yeah. course, some of it you can't determine because it's like, when does that home run happen? Mm-hmm. Versus it, when does that strike? Well, happen? and it changes too when you when when pitchers have changed their approach because you remember yeah. it used to be you have to hit the corners and stay low. Now the high fastball is a thing, and I'm yeah. going to throw it 100 miles an hour at the top of the zone. I know. So hitters adjust, and yeah, I don't. Yeah. Nice. All right. Good. Good, good, info, good info. Yeah. Let's go. Let's do a. I really want to do a douche of the week. Yes. Oh. I want to talk about this. I'm going to go last if you're okay I'm going Oh, fuck. I was going to no, go No, I'll go second. Go you're first. going first. I'll go, I'll go second. I'll go first. I'll go second. Um, so I saw an article on ESPN um, about uh, Russell Westbrook. 
And he was... Uh, <laughs> There's a gem. Yeah. And he yeah. was... Uh, and I'll tell you, my, my thoughts completely changed on this as I read the article. He talked about the harassment that his family was getting at, at games. And I thought, here we go again. Like, we know how bad it's getting at games with fans' behavior and all that. And that sucks. And I'm getting ready to read something really ugly that, that I would get mad about. No. Russell Westbrook was really, really annoyed that people were chanting at him or were saying, Westbrook. Westbrook. And he equated this with, well, my kids are very proud to be Westbrooks. Like my four-year-old writes Westbrook, like all over his notebook at mm. school. Yep. And, and now when people say Westbrook, that's a besmirchment of my family. Mm. I Russell... If people are saying Westbrick to you, and that's the worst that you're getting at a game, wow! Can you put on your big girl panties mm. and just shut the fuck up? Also, maybe spend a little bit more time on the court during your off time, and maybe work on your shot a little bit. Because Russell, it has yeah. gone downhill but substantially. Th- you know what I mean, though. Like he's gonna complain about fans. Like anybody can complain about how bad fans are nowadays but what he focused on was they they call me Westbrick, and that's that's my name <laughs> that's and then so mean and he's calling me bad names no, and it makes oh, me really geez, sad like, and my kids you. have to listen to this right like this. oh yeah. anyway i know you wanted to go and i I'll i go. I, 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 well, I guarantee you yours is better than me so i'll me go, go second no, no no i'll go second that's fine it doesn't matter what's better go or ahead. not we'll just go in there all right uh, so I, and I will be nominating this person for the Dave Bliss Douche Hall of oh, Fame. Oh, good. Uh, unfortunately, he was one of my favorite players when he played for the Green Bay Packers oh. back in the early 2000s. Marchamur. Oh, no. No, in, in terms of my most recent uh, uh, Douche of the Weeks, this uh, individual is in prison currently. His Darren name is David, Darren Sharper. <laughs> he, Darren Sharper, he is in prison. Yeah. Darren Sharper won a Super Bowl with the New Orleans Saints. He is in the 2000 second team All-NFL. Had a career trajectory yeah. to make the Hall of Fame. That will not happen because he is currently in a New, uh, New York prison, spending approximately 20 years there for sexual assaults that occurred oh, in wow. multiple states. First one occurring in 2014. Uh, yeah, 2014 involving a, a New Orleans Saints cheerleader in which he drugged <gasps> and sexually assaulted. Uh, this uh, was reported to police and despite having DNA evidence, went nowhere because at the time the district attorney in that area said because he is a... Uh, a celebrity oh, they no. needed to have like an airtight case oh, no. and maybe the defense had something to do with while well, it could be consensual oh, even no. though there was obvious video uh from the hotel showing this woman was just beyond uh beyond intoxicated and he was of normal faculties she woke up with him on top of him or on top of her and they were both naked uh, that was one of them. Uh, he also went on, and I'm just scrolling through this because I skipped a whole lot. Uh, please, please skip a whole lot. Because... Yeah, he went on. 
he was not arrested until twenty or January twenty fourteen. Uh, when he was booked in L.A. after sexually assaulting uh, four different women uh, in a period of 24 hours. Uh, How many? Four in a period of 24 hours in three in three different in three different uh, um, uh, instances. There was one endurance, though. I mean, right. Uh, All told, uh, let me find it. All told. Uh, he was sentenced to 18 years in prison. Uh, oh, it was 2012 that it started. So he had a two-year rampage in which he was sexually assaulting women. Uh, in one of the articles I read, it was rampage. double digits. It was double digits of women that uh, accused him of it. It was only like six to eight that were actually charged out. But there were accusations of many more. My most, uh, my, my, well, my favorite part mm. of this whole case, if you want to call favorite, um, involved, and let me scroll back to it because, give me a second, because this is very uh, poignant. Uh, he became an NFL analyst after he retired. Uh, while known for being a ladies' man, he seemed like a dedicated father. Oh. This is from the Washington Post. Uh, a photo of him with an arm wrapped around his daughter appeared in NFL Dads Dedicated to Daughters, a book created oh, no. by the NFL and A Call to Men, a national oh, organization no. dedicated <laughs> to raising awareness of domestic and sexual violence. <laughs> Hold on, it gets better. Whoops. In it, Sharper wrote, quote, my daughter makes me mindful of how women are treated, undervalued and exploited, which is why I feel compelled to take advantage of this opportunity take to advantage. speak up about domestic violence. Darren Sharper, you are Who's our, the worst who, of the worst. Is our title Dave Bliss right now? It yeah. is the Dave Bliss. I, I, I make a motion to change it to Darren Sharper. I'm going to deny that. Why? Dave Bliss was complicit in the killing of a college athlete. Oh, that's, that's true. That's true. Keep it, Dave Bliss. I one second. Can I make a remotion? Yes, <laughs> please. That we maintain Dave Bliss's status, but in somehow, some way, show Darren in a way that is how it should. Be. Well, then he should be at the top of the the list. I. I would I mean, entertain my, a I motion. I don't know. That's Darren Sharper. He can't be lumped in with these other people. He's he's a fucking monster. Now, Dave Bliss is too, but Jesus, how do we recognize him like we should? I would be willing to. Should we table it for another episode? I would maybe table it, but I would entertain a motion to at least put him on the Dave Bliss Douche Hall of Fame and put his name with an at, or with uh, italicized. Oh, like a, a, a super This is entry. a italicized and bold. You don't diminish what Dave Bliss has done, but at the same time, you recognize, your boy, oh, boy, somebody came forward that is we can't really ignore. Yeah. Yep. Well, I will nominate I Darren Sharp into the Dave Bliss Douche Hall of Fame. I make that second. All um, in favor? Aye. 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 Any opposed? Darren Sharper has been added to the Dave Bliss Douche Hall of Fame, italicized and bold, bolded. He is joined by 
Alex Rodriguez, Manny Machado, Grayson oh, Allen, yeah. Lance or Lance Armstrong, Pete Rose, Aubrey Huff, Dave Arlen. Bliss, Kellen Winslow Jr., and John Rocker, the, the Ray Carruth, monster is who? Bill Romanowski, LeBron James, Chad Curtis, Javi Baez, Zach Stacy, Henry Ruggs the third, and that motherfucking Fucker. Lauren Levy, Levy. Lawrence Levy, Levy the Marlins man. So let me just tell you a quick story, and I won't give a name because it would would point to a person, but 20 to 25 years ago, I was with a person who the weekend before had met Darren Sharper to get (gasps) together and was really impressed with him. And I'll just leave it at that because there isn't any more to that. But uh, he he couldn't be happier to have met this person. (laughs) Whoops. So, um... Hold on one second. Let's see where, why don't we take a quick little break and we'll All come right. back. All right, we are back and we are going to go right into our Brucevus. So Brucevus is our version of Festivus where we air our grievances about sports. And my God, do I have something I want to talk about today. Um, so if you guys don't have a problem with it, I'll, I'll go ahead and talk about it right away. Um, so... It's about the MLB lockout in a way. Um, and you hear a lot, or you heard a lot from the owners like prior to this and how baseball isn't profitable. Like <laughs> you, you, you think it would be, but it actually isn't. They don't that's make what they that claim. much money. No, they essentially claim poverty, and we can't, we can't afford to pay all these salaries. However, then just recently, the Chelsea Football Club came up for sale. Mm-hmm. Chelsea's a club in uh, northern London. And it's one of the biggest brands in all the sports. The owner uh, put a price tag on it of three billion pounds, which is about three point five million dollars. Between three point five and four million dollars. Billion. Billion dollars. Billion dollars. Well, who jumped in on that right away? It was the owner of the um, L.A. Dodgers and the owner of the Chicago Cubs, who was uh-huh. one of the more vocal people, saying that, yeah, baseball is not all that profitable. Well. Ricketts family, if it's not all that profitable, then you can't be affording to go out and pay $3 billion for the Chelsea Football Club. Mm-hmm. So fuck you and your your claims of poverty. It is just complete, utter bullshit. And to do it during a lockout where right. you claim to not have money is just nonsense. Why don't you just take a step back and maybe not bid for a $3 billion sports team while when, you're in the middle of that. When you look at ownership in Major League Baseball, there are only a handful of owners that do not have a net worth over $1 billion. $1 billion. B-b-billion. And I don't... I Look, I don't... They're probably not making as much cash as we think that they are. I understand that. But when the valuation of their clubs is so high, when Steve Cohen buys the Mets for, I think, a billion or two billion, you cannot argue poverty. You just can't do it. Right. And yet they continue to do so in labor negotiations, and it just drives me well, fucking they're, nuts. They're, they're going to continue to do so of as course long they will. as the fans allow them to do it. Of, of, of course they will. It would be like any one of us purchasing a $1 million home in cash, having no debt to it, and then saying, well, you know, we're, we're pretty poor. We can't go about, you know, paying top dollar for a babysitter for our kids to go out for a night, but we have a million-dollar asset that we're living right. in. Yep, exactly. I got a bruise to this. What do you got? 
I went to a soccer game this last week. Huh. We uh, saw videos of it. Yes, yes I you. watched it. How cold I was did. that? It was fucking cold. <laughs> and we so ended up cold. we so ended up we there. ended up leaving early at the weather delay because mm-hmm. of the lightning and thunder yep. that was happening when it was like 33 degrees out and raining and snowing. <laughs> But that's not my Brewstivis. Okay. My Brewstivis happened to be with beer prices there. Oh, and it not and it's not that the prices were expensive hmm. because they're expensive everywhere. Sure. But I left my section, went straight up, and I could have purchased a Coors Light for eleven dollars. A Coors oh. Light for eleven dollars. Or uh, whatever. I just said Coors Light, but it's Was it's it sixteen or twenty ounces. It's the, the big can, the twenty ounce can. <laughs> So I could I could go up and purchase a uh, a beer and uh, it's not Coors Light it was some craft beer whatever twenty ounces for eleven dollars if I took an immediate right when I got to the concourse area and walked thirty yards I could go to a booth that was selling the same beer at the same size for ten dollars and fifty cents why are there inconsistent prices throughout the entire fucking oh, stadium not right it's the same thing. It's, it's the exact right. same thing. It's the exact same size. The, it's I, not the exact. You're 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 paying less for better. Right. If I'm hearing it right. No, I'm, it's I the same why. thing. It's the exact same thing. I'm paying less for the same thing. I, I don't get why. it. I know why. Why? Because each of those are individual contractors. You're right. Uh, you nailed it. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's my Brewstivist. They're undercutting each other. They're undercutting to, each other. Yeah. What that's, the fuck? You know that that's capitalism. I'll I'll kind of give them that. But to your point, I, I get it. But I, as a fan, you don't want to deal with that. I don't uh, want to deal with that. I don't you, you're, fucking you're, walk you're not the there to, with, with, with like a legal pad of right. You know, I'm, I'm just like God damn it. Uh, because I've got four yeah. more, five more games that I'm going to at that stadium in the next yeah. three months. Coach, I would love to go to like one of them with you. Or I, is that possible? I'm sure that? it is. I've uh, got April 23rd. Her and I are going to United and Chicago Fire. Where? Maybe I can get in, in Minnesota. Oh, you're going to that game? I think so. I've got tickets to that game. Yeah. Why We're don't do I add game? on, and at a minimum, we meet at the beer. <laughs> where's your Where are your tickets? We have, All right, here we go. Them. Yeah, there's oh, tons available. Yeah. So, well. I'll, I'll give you a hint on where to go because you can get tickets near us then. Yeah. Well, I will make a pledge that um, <sighs> if I don't make it, you'll embarrass the shit out of me on air, but I will I will be there, and I'll just, okay. you know. You got a Bruce of us there, Travis? This is uh this is one of these deals I asked um Josh just before we start. I said, you know, I think all my Bruce has been Bruce No no I, I didn't even say that wrong. It's just like, it's hard to say. You know what? Try saying Bruce to Visses. Bruce to Visses? I said are they, are they all sports? And he said, Well, I think yeah, well you can do non sports. I said, Okay. So I, I brought this up. Um I'll just give you a 30-second background on this. My wife had talked about this um, journey, Billy Idol, total thing she's going to. And and I had looked up a long time ago, Billy Idol. Why? Well, I was curious. Jesus Christ, is he dead? No, fucking shit. He's alive, and he's like in his late 60s. So I I, um, looked it up, and... You go to images. Well, what does Billy Idol look like now? That's all I was concerned about. Well, he's got plastic surgery up the ass. He looks like he's 
fucking a 48-year-old trying to look like who he is. But there are these pictures that are very distinct and very prominent, and that's him and Miley Cyrus. Well, Miley Cyrus Uh. is my target. And why do I bring this up? It's part 53-year-old dad. It's part get off my lawn. It's part what the fuck is happening to our society. I don't care how you label it. But I think Miley Cyrus plays a big role in the following. So here's a picture of Miley Cyrus and and Billy Idol. And Billy is like almost 70. And she at the time was probably in her mid-20s. And she does her tongue-sticking-out, stupid-ass thing. And I'm just like, well, okay. I don't know if you were the exact start of this, Miley, or you were just one of many. But all of a sudden, you have a lot of level-headed... Nice, probably very bright girls in every photograph, whether it's in a dorm picture or whatever, and they're all sticking out their tongue like Mm -hmm. fucking morons. And I'm like, you know what, Miley Cyrus, fuck you for kind of diminishing the overall just pictures of what whatever is okay. Well, what are what are you gaining by sticking out your tongue and looking fucking stupid? It's just there's there's no benefit to it. I'm done. Okay, (laughs) I'm done. That's her brand. It's her brand, but she she made it okay for a lot of really smart people who ordinarily wouldn't do it, do it. I'm done. All right. I'm done second time. Very good. Uh, Anti-Brucevus, something that makes us feel good about sports. Oh. As I'm on a roll, let me sure, just start here. High school basketball tournaments. I love it. My Ooh. wife loves it. The like last the WIAA, like the the last uh, two nights. So we're Saturday as we're recording. So Thursday and Friday, my wife and I um, spent the evening watching um, uh, high school basketball, girls basketball. We love it. We've done it for many years. It's just such a cool thing. the The height of sportsmanship. The height of you know, um, everything you kind of want. Um, last night it was De Pere East and Appleton East, and I think the night before it was Westfield and uh, um, another town I unfortunately mm-hmm. don't. It, it, it doesn't matter. It, it's cool. It's like, you know, um, it's what you want to see. I think it's what most people want to see. It, it, it's good athletes at their level playing to, to their ability. And, um, you know, it, it's void of so much of what upsets, I think, the world of sports. So I will give an anti-Brustavis to um, high school sports in general. That's good. Yeah, thank you. You go every year? We don't go. We watch on TV. Okay. You know, Rural Mutual is the biggest sponsor mm-hmm. and, 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 and other things. And I'm watching it's like... A lot of these girls and boys, you know, that's next week, and it unfortunately coincides with the, you know, NCAA. I get it. You just can't have both. They rotate. So, like, next year will be the boys first and girls second. Yeah. But it's just, um, it's uh, really, I think, a, a... a positive thing that I think best shows what 90 plus percent of uh, athletics that will not go beyond, you know, whether it be high school or whatever. Yeah. It's like, you know, there's, there's a ton of people working their asses off and they're, they're, they're never going to be known. So that's That's me. Yeah. Nope. I like it. Uh, My anti Brucevus is the March Madness brackets. Fill them out. Yes. Just fill them out, like picking your uh, your upsets. How and, cool is it? And 
Can I stop you sure. right there early? And it's yeah. only because it's an important question. How do you feel going from 64 to 68? Uh, I, Is there an issue or? I don't care. Okay. All right. I don't think I Fair care. Enough. I, I, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I never thought about it, I guess. It no. It doesn't, doesn't bother me at all. It fucks up my brackets. Immensely, because, because you, at the end of the day, it's a money grab, and we get it. It's not, you know, for the enhancement. You know, yeah. they'll they'll we'll make the point of, oh, there's four teams that get the. At the end of the day, it's a money grab. It's like, but should we just fucking keep it at a number? Sixty four is a ton. Yeah, there's no team sixty five that's going to win the NCAA right. tournament. So let's keep it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, there's there's really no better like feeling than picking the, the oh, number yes. twelve seed Chattanooga yes. o- over like Purdue, and then then you can walk around the office going, yes. Do you know what I mean? Like what what you even just you had what, no what you just said epitomizes everything because most of the upset picks are just oh fuck I gotta throw one in here I gotta yep. Right, but the be- and and then you if can brag wrong. and then you can brag about <laughs> it later, right? Yeah, and I the see. people that usually win the pool are the people that have no idea it, about it, anything. It's usually and some guy's granddaughter that you know, you know, threw darts at a board. But I'll, I'll tell you, like, the color yeah. of the jerseys are cool, or the uh, na- team name yeah. is it, neat. It, it, How about the blue hands, like Delaware? Yeah. You know, it, it's yeah. funny you said that, Justin, because like yeah. what three years ago, like I I finally gave Jack. My youngest son, yeah. a bracket, and it's like, hey, Jack, fill this out. Yeah. And he just went to town and he picked uh, Auburn to like win it all. Auburn, like, don't be kidding me. And that was the year that Auburn made it to the to the title game. Yep. I think yeah. maybe against Virginia or something. And yep, he was so. just that kid was over the moon, like, and he still uh-huh. talks about it, like, man, if Auburn won, I would have right won three hundred bucks. See, what you just said was perfect. He still. He still it. talks yep. about it. It doesn't matter any deeper yep. than that. Exactly. That's yeah. so neat. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Justin, you got an anti brute to this? Oh, yeah. Oh, good. So mine involves you know, bringing your child into a sport or bringing them to a live sporting event that they really don't know. So mine kind of stems from bringing, bringing my kiddo to or my youngest to soccer games. Yeah. They don't know. They're there for the first time soaking up the atmosphere. And then they ask questions about why things are happening a certain sure. way, not even just on the field, but just around. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Owen, my youngest, um, you know, I, I really enjoy him soaking up things, looking around, seeing why they're happening, and then asking, hey, Dad, why are these happening? Mm-hmm. And then each game that we go to, understanding or remembering why it's happening and then doing it. So I, I bring this up because I got sent a picture. Uh, Steph took a picture of us at this last game. Um, uh, Minnesota United, when there's a corner kick, they everybody grabs their scarves and twirls yep. them around. So Owen didn't have a scarf. For, well, he did, but it was tucked under because it was really cold and he was trying to get... But he lifted the scarf and pretended like he was waving it around That's like awesome. a fan. And moments before ah, that, he was asking, nice. like, oh, why is everybody twirling the fan around? There's nice. a scarf around. Yeah. Like, well, because that's what they do. It brings, like, good luck to the player yep. that's kicking the corner kick, and it's a possibility of scoring a goal. And and so he starts doing that, and it's asking the little questions and, like, having yeah. just seeing the face of a kid who's having a good time and learning, and then they soak that up and bring it to the next experience. So yep. just uh-huh. the, I don't know. It's not on a. It's not on a uh, billboard about being a good right. 
good father that day, but uh, <laughs> it, it's just one of those things that, that sticks. You know, you can take your kid to a library and they have a lot of options. <laughs> Not our library because it's full of homeless people. Oh, and needles. Shit. And what? needles. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's do a uh, that's what she said. That's what she said. Uh, so these are the statements that we hear in broadcast, basically, that make us want to just jump up and say, that's what she said. So I'll start it off. I think I'm talking about a uh, Chelsea game in Romelu Lukaku, <laughs> the, uh, like rather large frame striker. Uh-huh. They actually said, when you get an athlete that big that can penetrate the middle. Yeah. Yeah. He's a big gentleman. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Uh, Justin. Mine involves the uh, Olympic curling. Wow. Uh, this was a back and forth between the announcers during a United States curling match. Uh, announcer one, the scoring area is very tight. <laughs> announcer two, it is a pretty tight hole. Announcer three, yes, it's a small hole. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. This yeah. is great because it's curling people and they don't know. <laughs> they have like, no they're idea. Just, uh, they're yeah. cur- but they're talking about tight scoring areas and pretty tight holes oh, and small holes. Yeah. And here I am giggling. Travis. Yeah. So so this is uh, just one person but an actual quote. And I really don't know what sport. But, quote, he trusts his own skill so much, sometimes he tries to squeeze it in. Too tight a spot, end quote. <laughs> yes. I think, I think it was soccer, but despite my research. Yes. Yeah, I know. Let's do a no shit and a no shit. You are right over there? Okay, What do you mean? Nothing. No shit and a no shit. Uh, Justin, you want to I'll start this? No shit, no this? shit. There are two different things uh, that this no shit can encompass. The no shit as being, ah, oh, no shit. I didn't know that. That's interesting. And the no shit of, oh, no shit, Sherlock. That's stupid. Yeah. I can start with, and I want to start with the, ah, oh, no shit. All right. Pluto's surface area is 16.7 million square kilometers. Russia, their surface area is 17.09 Square uh, kilometers squared. The surface area of Russia is larger than the surface area of Pluto. No, that's really, really. If something. you took Russia and took their surface area and made it a sphere, planet, it'd be it's larger than Pluto. than Pluto. It's a big country. It's a huge country. Wow. All right. Wow. No. Thank shit. you. Yeah, Travis. Elephants can hear with their feet. Uh, You'd think that those enormous, with those enormous ears, elephants would be able to pick up on every sound, both near and far. But it turns out that to detect distant noises, they quote-unquote hear with their feet. So they go on to talk about how, yeah. Vibrations? Right. Uh, Right. Um... I think it used to be thought that what they did was more of the kind of closer nearby, but there have been studies, and, you know, it it gets pretty damn detailed. But Stanford did a study. I don't know how many elephants are in the Stanford area, 
probably, you know, Palo Alto, if I remember right, because I cringe every time I fucking hear it during a Stanford football game. But they talk about, um, quote-unquote, sometimes they'd even lift up a front foot, period. All of them would do this at the same time, dash. It is too coordinated to be a coincidence. So the Stanford researchers are all on board with the belief that they hear with their feet. Right. Maybe they goddamn don't. You know, I... Well, in, I the, uh, in the vein of animals, there, right. was, there was one animal who was the most efficient killer of human beings ever. Okay? Oh, boy. Other human beings? Yes. No, an animal oh. who's an efficient oh, killer of human beings. You talk about like serial reasons. killers who killed like 27 people. Blue whale. No, there's one specific animal. That's who killed... what I just said. Blue, a blue whale no, is no, no. an animal, by a the bee. way. But... No, I mean one animal, a tigress, Ooh. killed 436 hey, hey. people. Oh, you're shitting me. At one time? No, over a period of about four years. That's amazing. Who is it? The, some, they of course call it like the demon tiger of, okay, the demon. from Nepal and India. That's amazing. For four years, this animal escaped all capture. It started killing people and then started killing more and more and more. And the weird thing is, it didn't eat the people that it killed. It just killed. And apparently would move up to 20 miles in a night to go to a different place to kill someone else. They had to bring in, of course, an Irishman. Uh Uh-huh. To hunt him, right? A man named Jim Corbett, who finally not killed, Dale Nelson, not Dale Nelson, who finally killed this tigress. Apparently, once they once he shot him dead, they found that the the uh, the tigress had already taken a shot to the mouth that fucked up her jaw and broke her teeth, which made her a man eater. But it's like a four hundred and thirty six people. Not eaten, just killed and moved on. Wow. They called it like supernatural that she avoided all the traps, all the like hunting stands, wow. and just moved on and on. Moved from one country to an X to go on killing. That is amazing. They called her the bloody, the bloody story of the demon tiger of Champawat. 436 people. So Holy shit. You think Gacy's good? You think Dahmer's good? No. That tiger took it to the next level. It's amazing. In 1903 to 1907. It's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Uh, do we have... So that's our... No, no shit. Shits? No, no shit. We gotta do no shit. Go ahead. Uh, in uh, According to the National Notary Associate, Association, there are several steps that you need to go about to become a notary public in Wisconsin. Step number one, make sure you meet the state's requirements. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, 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 well, duh. Yes. Make sure you meet the state's requirements is step number one of becoming a notary public. Oh, God. One Travis. Yeah, I, I, I had a different no shit, but I think this is too important to ignore um i will by the end of 2022 be a notary public and i am almost certain 
that I pass not only that test but other tests. Coach, what am I missing? Any, any, any. You have to pay five hundred dollars. You have to pay five hundred bucks. No, no, that's not what I asked. <laughs> from a moral standpoint, from an ethical I know you standpoint. Went to, I know you went to North High School. Can you get the eighth grade education <laughs> thing? Yes. Okay, just check in. I, I know some North graduates that probably we, we can't both make do. Them. So, no, listen. Um, by January first, two thousand and twenty-three, I make a pledge to everyone okay. that I will be a notary public. What if you're not? What do you owe us? I really well, don't. it's not going to be that way because. On December like twenty second, if I still need to pay five hundred dollars, I will do it. Not to lose the bet. Let's do a funny death story. Oh, oh yes, yes. yes. I, I love these. I, I can start this. Okay. So I feel bad a little bit because I'm gonna pick on uh, some poor Ukrainian guy. Oh, look, dickhead. It's from two thousand nine. Uh, it's uh, okay. okay. Yeah. All right, in 2009, there was a Ukrainian guy whose uh, jaw was blown off. The reason his jaw was blown off was he enjoyed chewing gum. Now, they only identified him as Vladimir, of course. Of course he did. Yeah, so Vladimir was a student at the uh, Kiev Polytechnic Institute, so he came home over, uh, over a break. And now one of his habits was he liked to, like, get a little bit more citrus flavor in his gum. So he would l- legit dip his gum into cit- citric acid, oh, which is apparently a powder. He could just roll it in there and, and chew it. Well, he was home from break, and he was up there chewing his gum, and all of a sudden his mom heard a bang. So she came up, and there he was with his jaw blown off, and he died. So he was a chemist at the Kiev Polytech. He was also experimenting with explosives. He had a pile of explosive chemicals and a pile of citric acid. He apparently dipped his gum in the wrong pile. So he dipped his gum in a pile of explosive powder, chewed it, and boom. Tragic for sure. Now here's the paragraph that... ABC News chose to roll. Uh-oh. <clears throat> Friends and classmates told police that Vladimir was a quiet and level-headed man. Oh, no. Oh, ABC. It blew oh. part of his head off, and they called him level-headed. level-headed. Oh. Yeah. yeah that's got to that's stop at the editor. Yep. You know someone from ABC thought I could sneak this in. Yeah. Yeah. Some Tang Wong, we and, too, yeah. we too low, holy fuck, yep. bang dang ow. Mm. Yeah, I Justin, we David, four of them. I did. Got a funny death story? I do. Uh, mine occurred in November of 2021 in Brazil. Oh. Oh. A bizarre turn of events had led to the death of a 30 year or 30 year old man in Brazil. Love this already. Uh, a couple of uh, a man was fishing with his two friends on a farm. Uh, in the municipality of Brasiliandia de Minas. Oh. Uh, when he jumped, he and his friends jumped into the lake to avoid a swarm of bees. Oh, they no. were apparently being attacked by bees, and they jumped into the lake to avoid them. <laughs> the two friends were able to swim to shore. However, he was not. Why was he not able to swim to shore? 
because he was eaten by a pack of piranhas. <laughs> he oh, jumped what? out of the boat to avoid the swarm of bees and was consumed by a swarm of piranha. Is that not the definition of out of the fryer into the frying pan? Yes. Yes. Firefighters said they found the man's body about four <laughs> meters from shore. His body or his, his skeleton? The man's face and other parts of his body had been torn apart by the razor-toothed oh. carnivorous fish. Oh, yep, my. Yep. He tried to avoid the bees and was consumed by the piranha. Well, think about the other two guys. They got back to shore just... Just Sorry about you. Oh, backstroke. They see like... him dip down like, oh, he'll come back. I oh, no, 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 no. He's being eaten by fucking piranha. Well, you know it was a big swarm oh, of absolutely water. It was. And, oh. There had to have been them popping out of the water. Oh, and, oh yeah. Yep. Piranha. Travis, you got a good death story over there. Shit. Wow, okay. <laughs> California Highway Patrol oh, no. has named a Dorrington man as the hit-and-run uh, driver of a vehicle towing a golf cart that collided with a pickup truck, resulting in a fatality. Oh, no. Um, this story, under the heading of reported last month, yeah, you know where this is going. Cody Agassi, spelled Cody. exactly like, you know, Andre. God knows where that came from. His okay. last name's Horn, common spelling. Cody, oh, this is a beaut. Cody was behind the wheel of a golf cart being towed using a garden hose on Highway 4 west of Red Hill Road in Angels Camp. Yeah, I did a little bit of Google mapping, and Angels Camp is kind of in the middle of nowhere east of uh, Sacramento. Anyway, they described it as a hit and run, so I'm like, thinking initially the vehicle that <laughs> hit him was the hit and run vehicle no 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 it wasn't um new information released from the highway patrol details that on the date in question daryl two r's two l's anthony hale he's believed to be the driver of the tow vehicle that's right the tow vehicle and was arrested in the calaveras county jail Investigators determined that the golf court had been stolen from a oh. private property. That's right. Oh, God. And... Towing with a garden hose again? Yeah. And I did a little bit of uh, research. And as you might think, you know, it's like, okay, the title of the article is Man Towed in a Golf Cart Behind a Vehicle with a Garden Hose Was Struck. It's a Hit and Run. <laughs> Well, the hit-and-run vehicle, the person that hit and killed him, they stayed because they didn't do anything wrong. But that's right. The person in the F-550, not 350, not 250, the oh, F-550 fled. That was the person that towed and was kind of responsible oh, for that. Where did you say this happened? Fairchild? <laughs> it may as well. Cody Horn. That's a great name, though, right? Cody Horn... Is, With an E? H-O-R-N-E? It's not. But uh, Cody Horn is either going to be a shortstop, second baseman <laughs> in the major leagues, or someone that gets hit and killed yep. 
while being towed in a fucking golf cart because that's a distinct name. Or an yeah. opium addict. Like, Whatever. Yeah. He's dead at a scene and you know the conspiracy theorists kick in, but Cody deserved his whatever. No. Mm-hmm. You right. picture it, right? All right, let's All do right. let's do a go- a Gruber, McGruber. Gruber. Oh, no, so we all know uh, David Gruber, David Gruber, uh, and now hey, guess what? Baseball's back. You know who's back? David Gruber. David Gruber's back. Yeah, so I've seen his, gonna, I've seen his eat, commercials on Bucks games too. You know, you know he's going to live to be one hundred and twenty, right? I yep. mean. He just won't. His skinny ass. What? What? Narrow, narrow ass. Narrow ass. I mean, listen. The guy's probably fucking healthy, and he's going to be around for a while. And yep. He really likes his David Gruber type of life. I think. Oh, they're oh, yeah. multilingual too. Do you, do, you, do you get the sense that? Um, yeah, like Sophia Minier. You know, no, no. <laughs> but do you do oh, you so do you kind of get the feeling? That David especially likes his mix between low range area. Um, how would you describe? Fandom isn't fair, but rec- recognition, recognition, and uh-huh. in between, oh. like something. You yeah. think David really kind of thinks he's like American Family or Miller when he's oh he absolutely really does. just a personal injury fuck like the rest of them. He's an ambulance chaser. Yeah, he's an ambulance chaser, but he has made the decision to probably you know maybe others wouldn't do it to really kind of throw out some financial stuff at his own. I think if you took a poll like at Miller Park, yeah. like most people would give him the finger. They they yes. they hate him. Yep. People but that I don't think drunk, he knows that. People that aren't mm-hmm. drunk and don't have, you know, and then have a brain would be like, you know, fuck you. Yeah. But, so, you know, I don't think he's getting that kind of feedback. No, not mm-hmm. at all. But, no, so uh, our Gruber is what we yes. would rather do than listen to him say his little tagline. And I'm not going to say it. You know what? I'm not going to say it don't, anymore. Because that's playing into him. And I've had that same thought, Josh. What? No. Why, no, don't do it. So, yeah. One yeah. No, sorry. no, but but it's more than the tagline. It's just I, I I've never even thought the whole tagline was my biggest issue with them. My biggest issue is just the whole thing in general. Yeah. So here's what I would rather do than hear uh, David Gruber say his thing. I would rather be in the middle of an orgy at a fat camp. Oh my god. The probability of Twinkies and Ho-Hos falling out of folds in that one is unbelievable. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's so gross. God. Nice. My God. Nice. Okay. Justin. So I have to preface this a little bit with the Sojourner House is a homeless uh, shelter in our city. Yeah. Might be located at 618 South Barso Street. <laughs> it actually absolutely is located there. I would rather clean the Sojourner House without gloves on once a week, knowing that no other people would be responsible for cleaning that fine establishment. Than Are you sure you haven't used that before? No, I'm positive I haven't. It sounds kind of familiar, but... I haven't done a cleaning of the Sojourner House without no, gloves I mean, on, without prophylactics. You might have like licked the floor of the sojourner. I think there's you might something have said, about like, sojourner. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of things at the sojourner house I would do than rather listen to that. Yeah, and, Travis, and, what do you got for uh, Gruber? I would rather sustain a gunshot wound to the abdomen in the Civil War. <laughs> Holy fuck! <laughs> that's a slow that's, death. That's death. Yeah. All right. Rate well, we got to rate the beer. Uh, Travis, this is your beer. I'm going to go with this. Okay. Oh, I got to find my sheet. 
Well, do you need the sheet to? No, go ahead. What do you got there? What do you got? What do you think? So, you bought this. You know, a, as with everything, you know, when you buy it, you might lean a little bit towards it. You shunt, but you, you, you know, you always do. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I um, it's a an a, absolute minimum a, a triple, but I'm gonna go one step further. You know, I bought it, um, and this is you know taste versus other people's taste mm-hmm. it's a i think it's a, a a home run in the second or third inning that's not mm. a game decider it's really tasty the six oh i think means something because it's not a kind of beer where most people are like oh my god i'm on my ass immediately um you know i'm uh, i'm more than six in because yeah. you know, we cheated a little bit but yeah. so I'm, I'm at like seven or eight and here we are at you know three hours, and um, I, I think I'm borderline sensible. I, I, you know, I think that means something to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And and you know when you talk six zero versus like a seven or six eight, it's yeah. it's a mm-hmm. number, but it's more than you might think. It's uh, it doesn't have that knock you down impact. So I I call it a home run that doesn't decide a game. Good, Justin, do you have some or? I am. Uh, I'll call it a triple with no shift. I really like it. Yeah. Um, I would drink this again. I would drink it over. Yeah. Um, the play if the flavor profile doesn't. Um. It's good. It's not anything that's gonna like. Mm-hmm. I have to send this to all of my friends yeah. who all need right. to But I will recommend this to people, and it's really, really and good, is, and I'll drink it all over and, again. And, Coach, isn't that like most IPAs? I would have yeah. been in this category five years ago. Someone tells me about an IPA, I'm like, yeah, I don't like IPAs. Yep. And I would have been that guy. And mm-hmm. So, right. I mean, you know, for the, you know, borderline open-minded, which – Yep. I didn't used to be. This, so. The triple scores yeah. a run, at least a run. So, I mean, it's not yeah. like this is a meaningless triple that gets stranded at third. It scores a run. It'll have some impact on the game. Good. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, do you guys remember Nate Orf? Nate Orf. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Tell, tell me why I remember okay, Nate He's so a brewer. He was like, he, was he's, he had some, like, crazy fandom that he probably he didn't do anything that deserved it, but he had some crazy fans. Right. He's a former Express guy. He yep. played for the Eau Claire Express, okay. and he yep. got into the Brewer system, and he yep. wor- worked his way up. He, he was a grinder. Mm-hmm. He got up to AAA, and he finally, finally made his way up to the bigs. And he played, I think, on like Memorial Day weekend or something. Uh-huh. And that was it. Mm-hmm. And this beer is Nate Orff. This is Nate Orff. This beer is someone who's playing out of their league. Who is? Okay. They're not like trying to compete with the big boys. I they're see where just, you're going. Yeah, they're just in there. But they finally get in the game and they hit a double in the fifth inning when they pull Brandon Woodruff early. Okay, and doesn't score a run, but he just made the best of the time that he had, and that's what I feel this beer did is. Wow. Made the best of I, that might be time. one of the most insightful uh descriptions no, of beer. That you know, not had. just insightful, but but it's seen with passion. You you believe that and I and I get it. It's not like you're gonna say something I fucking don't believe, but there was that extra yeah, okay, yeah, that that means something to him. And I I, I like that. This beer I, I will really not hang that. with the big leagues for no. the whole season. No, but, it won't. But when it made its appearance, it went yeah. 
good job, wow. kid. You know, you, you, don't you ask yourself a little bit, like, you name the, the beers that... Okay, it's it's a craft beer technically, but it's kind of like like a Sam Adams Boston Lager would be my classic example. Yes, Miller High Life's been around forever. The your Bud Mainstream's been around forever. Your Coors Banquet or whatever, but Boston Lager it's a little bit it's a little bit new, but everybody does it, and it's like okay, what what do you what do you need to get to kind of that mainstream across the 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 world that's not microbrew yeah. craft brew type of stuff? And this is, I mean, this is one of probably a thousand beers that probably falls into the same general category. You know, it's really good, but it's like you know, there's no fixing that, right? Mm-hmm. As far as financial, but yeah. what's better than than another beer, and that, then it becomes taste and yep. but. I didn't think for one second that this beer should we like it shouldn't have been brought here. Like you're kidding me, this doesn't hang against how yeah. many hazy IPAs. There's only one we, I can think of. What do you mean? Shut A your baseball. Well, that was awful. You're awful. That's the only one I can think of because that that surpassed. Do you every... know what the you know what the blueberry what? the blue bobber thing was? Oh, think think about like a local band, okay? And and the lead singer got a new girlfriend. And it's like, hey, why don't you come over and play tambourine with us? And God, the that's re- good. Right. And the rest of the band went, re- is it what? Yoko, is it Yoko Ono, Josh? It might be. Yeah. You have this dumb broad that's in there playing tambourine. Broad. Well, <laughs> he said broad. <laughs> can he say broad? He can say broad. Nicky, can wants. he say broad? I think so. I guess it's good. Great. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Blue Bobber is the tambourine player of... Our beer. I think I was polite and fake liking it because that was at my house, right? Yeah, uh, it was on, yeah, on your big was deck. On your big deck, and uh, <laughs> it was when we were trying to uh, uh, um, account for the wind when Josh just couldn't hook up. The don't don't try to deflect. I'm deflecting. Are we yeah. All almost right. done? Can yeah, I, we're can almost I say, done. Can I say something? You have something before we go? Yeah, this was the last episode of season two. We are oh, now into spring right. training. We are into a new season. This is the end of season two. Yeah. We are, seven, right. we are six, uh, seven episodes short of the first season because we only had 13 episodes of season two, where we had 20 episodes of season one. So, I mean, let's try not to do that again. <laughs> well, now we'll have baseball to talk Cunts. about. Whatever. So, All right. Anything okay. else, guys? Hey. Oh, he's got something to say. Travis, what do you got? You got something? Oh, else? No, oh. I don't have anything to do. Just... <laughs> no, oh, no, he said, "Oh, guys," and brought up his phone like he was going to say <laughs> right. something. All right. All right. We're out. We'll we'll uh, see you guys ne- no. next time. Hopefully, next it'll time. be during. <laughs> well, hopefully, we not, say that every not time, January thirteenth. Yeah. So yeah. we're not shooting uh, like three months here. All right. Everyone, stay safe. Talk to you later.